That's a hot take. That's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. (laughs) No, goddammit. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like... Don't touch my records. Ever. What's up, everybody? Hopefully Hello. You can... Oh, nope. Hang on. Almost there. I don't know. You don't know. There we are. <laughs> oh, and, oh, all right. I forgot the... Um... Oh, wait. We have, we've yeah. got already... Eclipse already on the Eclipse screen already. already. On the, you know what? We're so, supposed to do an introduction to a... before supposed we put to... <laughs> that handsome man's face on there. Might as What's well going on right now? Buddy. <laughs> well, okay, well, yeah. hey, guys. Today, here, Eclipse here, here yeah. with us. If you couldn't tell by the text on the pillar, oops. We... It uh, wouldn't be an episode without me making a mistake. Can everybody hear us okay? Can everybody see everything? Yes, B. Kevin, do you want to tell us what's on your arm right there? Uh, I got my second dose of Moderna today. So, oh, Moderna. Damn. Um, nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I, I had Moderna today. as well. I had I Moderna as well, one. yeah. Wild. And uh, really how are you feeling so far? Uh, I feel amazing. Um, no side effects so far. Uh, feeling great, so... Let's hope that uh, I have a nice night's rest and uh, tomorrow a is not night's rough rest. <laughs> First, yeah. did, did, did you see B Font in the chat? Moderna gives you a head high, Pfizer gives you a body high. Oh my God, B. <laughs> B with the hot takes already ready to go. Eclipse uh, Mike is hilarious. Let me turn you hilarious. up. Warehouse Union, thank you. I'm going to boost you up to 150, Kevin. Cool. Um. So, anyways, um, welcome to Hot Takes. Sorry. Thanks Oops. for having me. Turn it up to 11. <laughs> very, very Spinal happy to have cord. you. Um, Chris, would you like mm-hmm. to start off with the hot take, or should I start off with the wreck? Why don't you start off with the description of the show really quick? Now, that's actually an even better idea. Thank you. Keep me honest. <laughs> so for those of us that are joining for the first time, Hot Takes is a Vaporwave talk show starring myself, uh, Vaporwave DJ Young Shido, and the beloved, reputable uh, Dr. Chris. Skeleton Lipstick's subtitle is not showing my god um i'll fix that in just a minute but that is skeleton lipstick um we uh have guests on we have a very very active uh chat we like to talk about strong opinions we like to share interesting takes on things we are not afraid of debates arguments or um little little uh what do you say differences in opinion but we love the idea of being able to share uh yeah we love the idea of being able to share interests and tastes and possibly bust some chops a little bit all in the so pursuit what... of tr- yeah all in the pursuit of truth and truth is different for every single person so anyway um yeah good description should we should we start yeah let's do that yeah i'm still trying to figure out how to put uh, the skeleton lipstick text back up here but uh Eh, let's see here. 
But yeah, so uh, so I guess I will start off with the. There we go. Um, my recommendation of the week is an older album. It's not new. Sorry, ouch, sue me. But uh, have you guys heard uh, Shoji's album, the uh, one that he oh. released on Business Casual? It is <laughs> yeah, very of good. Course. It is called See You When I Do. Howard, if you're in uh-huh. the chat, say not Howard, Harold. Harold. I'm just batting a thousand today, guys. Harold. If you're in the chat, say hello. Uh, Shoji's Slush Wave Masterpiece, I would venture to call it. See You When I Do is Slapperino from Dawn to Dusk, track 1 to track 12. Wall to wall, <laughs> solid Slush Wave. My favorite track is the uh, fourth track. I uh, am too lazy to look up what this uh, katakana means, but it is a flip of Night to Remember. And it is about seven minutes long, and it is extremely good. So for those of you that like telepath, mind spring memories, looks like Kevin's giving it the uh, equip seal of approval. Um, yeah. I did listen to the entire album. Yes, Jez. Um, <laughs> Shoji's See You When I Do. Check it out only on Business Casual. Buy it. Support my man, Harold, not Howard. Also, shout out Virtua94. Great bunch of guys. For sure. Shout out Virtua94. Shout out Shoji as well. Love Shoji. Love that album. Really, really am hoping he puts out some new music again sometime soon. He's a, a wonderful character. Just a, in, Harold is, in general, just a, a, a lovely sprite of a human. In, he <laughs> is quite the character. Isn't so he? much, so much hilarious, slightly chaotic energy, and I just love it. He's, um, he's you know, I would he's in New Jersey, but he's I still consider him part of Philadelphia Vaporwave crew because he's, you know, close enough, and he's participated in so many different events that with either Virtua94 or myself. So you right. know he's definitely part of the crew. Um, definitely he's DJed. Uh, term- he's been a co-DJ for Terminally Chill a couple of times as well. So, one hundred percent. The guy really knows how to throw a party. Harold and showed. Oh, he's so fun. <laughs> I, I honestly so love fun. talking to him. On he's DMs. a re- he's I can't a very wait to meet him in person. You know what? He's a fun drunk too, and that's always important. That you too. Know, some people are not <laughs> fun drunks. I really drunks. want him to be my drinking buddy. He's a real fun drinking buddy. I uh, fully endorse him. Uh, great. Well, great, Rex. So then I'll get to a hot take really quick, and then we can we can introduce Kevin. Yes. Like, who's yes. already on the screen. Guys, special the, uh, guest coming soon. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll put so, the so actually, back up while you talk. No, wait, whatever. I'll take two minutes, and we'll get into everything. <laughs> Let me just, like, get out the words <laughs> from my mouth, and we'll move forward. Um, so, uh, you know, <laughs> she's static and out. Just for, all right, yeah, great. He, he's back now. So, all right. <laughs> Um, anyhow, so, you know, actually on the subject of what you were talking about with, uh, you know, Shoji's album and, you know, not sure what the translation was. Let's get to the topic of uh, kanji and Japanese, uh, you know, letters in Vaporwave, right? And some every once in a while you get that one person who says, I don't like that, it's played out, or I don't like that, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's wrong to do that. I'm here to say, no, nah, I, don't, I don't believe that. I think it's fine. I think it's a, actually... I think what people need to remember, I, I saw one person saying, like, you shouldn't do that unless you are Japanese or you're making specifically for Japanese people. Not necessarily true, my friends, because the people who are making this music, I think we all need to remember that that is actually part of nostalgia for all of us at this point. I mean, I swear to God, if you were 32 or younger, um, probably most of you grew up with anime and grew up with, um, you know, watching Toonami or watching Dragon Ball Z or watching, or, or you know, the first, you saw Evangelion when you were 14 and it changed your life. So the fact of the matter is that this is part of our shared nostalgia now. So when that stuff is used, it's calling back to these, to the same way that we call back to, you know, 
obscure 80s videos too you know it's the same way that we call back to italo disco music this is another part of a sh what's what has now become for this generation part of a shared nostalgia do you know what i mean yeah this is not any kind of appropriation it is literally the youth of these kids do you know what i mean and i mean and that's that's part of it you know what i mean that's that's what's coming up with that and so and i'm here to say that you know, this is really what we want to work towards eventually anyway, is, is a shared experience of nostalgia and a shared experience of cultural touchstones. And, you know, it takes a long time to get there. I feel like we're getting better and better at it every several years. And, you know, I, I really do hope to see us, you know, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing to untangle, but I hope that we can keep moving in this direction where we have a lot of shared nostalgia from multiple different cultures and it gets like a cultural you know, absorbed into our general experience, right? I mean, that's how I feel about it, right? Right. What do you think? I you agree. Wanna... Um, having like talked to, I mean, like uh, when when um, we've done two tours in Japan uh, as Neo Gaia, with uh, myself, Destinem Shroud, and R23X. Yeah. And we've uh, we've straight up. What a asked... time that must have been. It, that's uh, every time I hear you guys talk. Every time I hear you guys talk about it on the show, I'm just like, wow, that's I what know. a fun, magical experience for those guys. I'm so happy they had, they had that. So beautiful to hear about. One of these times, man. Life is long. We got we got the rest of our lives, buddy. But I interrupted oh, you. I'm so sorry. We, Go we, on. We straight up asked, like, uh, Japanese vaporheads, like, what they think of that. And um, a lot of times, uh, you know, they think it's funny or <laughs> they like it or, like, they that's, like, how they noticed it in the first place. Um, and our, our friend uh, Stay Aka, who runs uh, Local Visions, um, you might know him as the uh, the Blue uh, Garden Hose Reel on Twitter. Um, hmm. He he's like uh, he's probably the biggest vaporwave collector in Japan. You know, he's got original Echo Jams, original Floral Shop cassette. Like he's got everything. Uh, he he loves it. He thinks it's like hilarious and like. He thinks some of the mistranslations are hilarious and probably the same way we um, think some of their english mistranslations are fun you know i mean when exactly you li like listen to every what i was gonna get right? to is like i i, I copyright you know, like, joke you see people with t-shirts over there and like one of them said uh like there's just a couple of them that i remember off the top of my head like uh always the world is canvas and it's just like it's, it's very kind beautiful. of funny and it's, it's beautiful and like <laughs> i know really exactly beautiful. i know exactly yeah. what it means yeah. Um, but at the so end of the day, that world is a like... fuck shirt. With yeah, the dog yeah, yeah that guy. world is a fuck shirt. There's, there's really hats that just say like fuck on them. And it's funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I kind of really love that. I, there's something really beautiful about mistranslation. I wouldn't even really call it mistranslation. I would call it reinterpretation of the language and in in a different, it, you know, from a different vantage point. And that's kind of a interesting and strangely poetic thing to look at and always fascinating right and also i mean you know think about the every anime you know song you know every anime theme song you've ever heard and there's that one part in the song where all of a sudden it's the english phrase right and then right. it's back to japanese right. and it's just like that's so cool i love that it's i mean the, didn't i would always get a kick out of that cultures you know dude I, I would always get a kick out of it in the song when all of a sudden the english part would come on and be like ah yeah let's let's go fight yeah, and that right. was like the Never give up. Was like, I was like, I was, I would always get really excited when that part would come in the song when I was a kid. I don't know. There's another uh, kind of mistranslated shirt that it was, it was an all-over print of uh, weed leaves, and yeah. it said, uh, "Someday the special holiday will come." 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's haunting. That's, that's haunting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someday the special holiday will come. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I love recontextualization, not appropriation, but recontextualization in a way that almost like divorces everything from some sort of human culture and then puts it into this weird vortex spectrum of of, of unreality. You know what I mean? I like playing in unreality. And uh, sometimes, you know, I like having a wide palette to do. Or like misremembered things. Misremembered things is good, too. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, We're all animals. <laughs> that's is that another mistranslation? No, <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's on like a that's on like a three year old's t shirt. Oh, like, like, oh my god! So apparently, DS dude told me to listen to that Shoji reason. album a long time ago. Thank you, DS dude, for that recommendation. It takes me a minute to come around, but you were right. It's solid gold. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, anyway, how about how are you doing over there, Kevin? How's um? How's, how's how's coming up with uh I, I love the um the nameless streamers uh work that you, you put out recently and that was such a really fun live uh, live stream performance you guys did recently oh with yeah the, uh, with it was a really interestingly well thought out and well constructed like concept and you know it was really fun to move through the RPG and and everything that was involved in that uh what made you I mean you know it seems like a really like really totally seems like both you guys like to put that together as as and to, and to put together that project you know what was the impetus behind i don't know the themes for that project really you know what was what was going on in your heads when you were trying to create the little world for it mark and i have been um he's somebody that like uh i knew of him online and um he's great I'm going back to the beginning here we're gonna go, go back for it to please let's do it let's hear the whole go, let's tale. go back to the beginning yeah um we were both on dream catalog at the time and i had yet to meet any of my uh label mates in person and i was on twitter one night and he was tweeting that he was in chicago and uh going to logan arcade which is like about a mile and a half from me <laughs> and i tweeted him and i was like hey like you know i'm we're both on Dream Catalog. Um, we both kind of make video game music. Like, do you want to meet up? And he was like, yeah, sure. And uh, so I rode my bike over there and just kind of instantly connected with uh, with Mark. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey, we should, you want to like try to collab on something? I think that'd be really cool. So we've been kind of working on stuff since 2017. Yeah. And uh, we started a Dropbox folder. We've been trading stuff back and forth. Uh, oh. And it's 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 been a little slow moving. Uh, but we have a full-length album done. Um, wow! Yeah. Oh man. Making music is... so far. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah. I don't we, think we... that's un. I don't think it's unreasonable that it, you know you you've taken a little while to come together on putting a full-length album together with somebody else. I think that people really need to remember like making music is hard like, it's, yeah. it's really it's really hard work sometimes people are like well how come you didn't put an album out yet well, how come you didn't do this yet i'm like i don't know man because it's my fucking artistic statement when i do that well, right. like i don't know for me at least i'm like well every time i put something out i have to think about well what does this mean in the overall um you know the overall statement that i've been making with my music or the overall statement i'm making with myself as an artist you know beyond everything i do and like what like i don't I can't, I know a lot of people really put stuff out quick and then move on to the next thing. And it's not, and I'm like, oh man, I, I just, I can't, it's hard. I really, I really think a lot about what I do. 
And I don't think it's unreasonable. We're, we, we like established right away. You know, it's like, it's like when you meet somebody new and it's like, what are you looking for in this? Uh, but you know, yeah. we, we both established right away. Like we're both busy dudes. We both have our own projects. Oh, um, life in general. Like, too. like we'll, we'll agree to do this on the condition that it's just like, there's no deadlines and it's just on our own terms. And there's going to be like, a good no idea. kind of like, yeah, no Smart. rules or like, like rushing to get things done or like any added stress it's just going to be totally natural and uh you know we've we've now come to the point where um we're probably going to order the lps you know sometime you're uh, not going to do the uh month the so. cylinders again how'd you uh, even get those made that's crazy i really want to know that whole story <laughs> i just oh, want to know cylinders. about the cylinders um, man so when i worked at uh reckless records um downtown in chicago i worked there for like six years uh, nice. one, one of the regular customers that came in around like 2011 uh, did EVP recordings, like ghost recordings and shit. Oh, that's and, oh um, yeah. Wild. I messed around with that when I was a kid. <laughs> he was like, he, he was minute. always like on the phone when he came in. I kind of thought he was a dick because he was just like kind of like <laughs> self-important and like always like on some business shit and like, oh, I, like, uh... oh did you... He's like, oh, they wrote about me in the new Wire magazine, and he'd like, like, show it to me at the counter and stuff. But like, like one do you day just was... bring that with you everywhere you go? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, like one day he started talking to me. He's like, oh yeah, like you can, you can sell, uh, you can sell any music on any format. We sold out a wax cylinder a couple Wild. months ago, and I was like, what? And like instantly, right. I was just like, I want to do that. And so I've been like thinking about it for years, and then I finally, um, I finally looked it up on Discogs. I found the release, and then I like started yeah. looking in the credits. I was like, oh, this is manufactured by um, this guy Duncan, who lives in the UK. Uh, he runs a company called Vulcan Cylinders. Um, so I, yeah, I just hit him up and I was like, hey, how much uh, is it going to cost? And the answer was uh, extremely expensive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Mark and I were just like, well, do you want to do this and like, you know, barely make any money, but we'll do it just to do it. And he was like, yes. Hey, so, there you go. Um, we did it. We we actually we did the first run at a loss, and we're. Um, we're, we're recouping from the pre-orders for the second run. Uh, so like this, this you, you cost like yeah, I know. with with Keith's art and like the the master mold costs like you know 400 euros to make and like each individual cylinder costs another like 20 euros each after that. Then like international Wild. shipping. Um, he, the dude shipped them to the wrong address. I had to like like oh no like, oh that's terrifying oh no you had to ride your bike um, looking for these wax cylinders yeah we've been oh we've been through my god a lot of uh, oh, a lot boy. of uh, peaks and valleys <laughs> yeah yeah I would say so uh, peaks and valleys out, you know people have uh, somebody just posted the first video of it like playing on their machine oh, which was wow, like, super gratifying someone... to like see it oh yeah I saw and, that exe mp3 crazy. says who's gonna drop one on live television. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah, thing too. Yeah, right. yeah. YouTube I, video where the guys like. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I, I I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Once it, you know, perch, it's just like everything that you described. I went into the process of creating this um this uh you know recording and uh, including the art, including the selection of the medium to present it on, and including the collaboration between you and Mark. You know, that's all, like, it's infused with a lot of artistic energy. The whole thing is infused with a lot of, you know, what you guys think and create and, and everybody who comes together to make it. So it's like you can purchase these things, and it's a it's an art piece. You know what I mean? You just purchased sure. an art piece. It's a functional art piece, but if you can't play it, you still purchased an art piece. You know what I mean? It's a limited art piece. And so, you know, it's what I say to people is, you know, buying these 
these tapes and these records, and I'm very always excited to buy them, to listen to them, but I'm honestly always more excited about the fact that I've just purchased, you know, some, some limited edition art piece that's infused with uh, the energy of the people who created it, and, uh, and that's cool. And, Almost know, that's like I... all of Mark and I's releases, um, like the 12-inch the that we did, mm-hmm. the floppy disk, um, mm-hmm. and the wax cylinder, like... Like we're we're making these like kind of like weird format stuff. Uh, I'm kind of amazed you haven't gotten on the GBA cartridge yet. Yeah, you, like we had talked about doing that, and then um, uh, God, I forgot his name. Uh, did them recently? Ming Curry, and, I think. I mean, yeah, Ming Curry. Ming yeah, Curry, yeah, Ming Curry. And uh, oh, you talking about like, the game the Game Boy cartridge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm on that. I, I I have a collaboration song with him on that on awesome. that thing. That's so, so cool. you know, you get just like a little Game Boy Advance cartridge, and he has like the visual like album on the cartridge <laughs> as well, so you can play it on the Game Boy. I love and, that. Uh, yeah, I, I contributed some vocals to a, a song, "The Lighthouse," on that uh, on that album. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, in- innovative uh, dead formats are always a win. It's the most vaporwave thing and, ever, uh, man. Yeah, like, I mean that's that's kind of like a cornerstone of the genre right is it's like i remember like a short period of time in the late 2000s when a couple people were flirting with the flash drive release like i want to say one mars volta album was on a flash drive and i was like oh this is kind of novel all right i wonder if it'll sell it was priced a little higher than the the cd counterpart or whatever for sure predictably i mean it i don't think it did sell chris did do you remember when they were putting out albums for a short while on flash drives in the late 2000s yeah uh-huh. For sure. Yeah, yeah that was that was like, Oh my oh. god, they said nameless streamers on hit clips win. I they I really said hit clip. I released an EP on uh, on floppy disk back in the day actually for uh, Unchill Records. I did not uh, know that. I did. It's this one right here. It's nice. called uh No Spine to Shiver, No Heart Talks. And uh What? Is that on Discogs? I don't know. I don't track. Anyway, this is well, the this is good. the floppy disk for it. Oh, nice! nice. And uh, it had it had some other things in it as well, like this little card of little thing of me. Oh, let's uh, see that one more time. Bust bust oh. that out one more time. That was like a glamour shot. I remember when Miami Vice put out shot of his me. album. Nice. There was also like hair. a there was a bunch of stickers in there too. But my favorite was this thing that we added, which is this like weird ominous card, oh. and it says. Uh, there is nothing, there is no comfort in coldness. You will shiver alone until the day you die. Please turn this card over for fantastic new information about an exclusive new America <laughs> Online online promotion. And then if you flip this thing over. Oh, no. The suspense is killing me. He flipped it over, dude, and there was nothing but the oh, cold no. embrace of death. That's, the fu- that's what the fuck happens, oh. dude. You can't oh, mess around also, with those cards. Uh, about this album he really quick is like dropped out. <laughs> you, you you am i still talking you dropped out bro right it's, when you flipped the card over hard, you're like oh <laughs> what do i do oh, wait am i back legend yeah. says he's still flipping it over fiber <laughs> oh all right hold on hold on hold on hold on where was it? i'm back now hey so send if you me flip one of it those, over man. i kind of don't want to go you, to work tomorrow if you flip it over it says it's got the aol thing on it am i like caught up on the stream yes, now is it are. like am i really yeah, sorry guys yeah. yes you are yeah but what i was trying to say is that oh wh- one last thing i'll say about this is that um i think lux is in the chat right now too but there's like a like uh um you know from the from the lipstick elite sessions like there's like an unused track that i didn't put on uh, we didn't put on the album and it's like it's on this it's called nighttime confession and the only way you can listen to it is 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 on this is on this and i don't even think i have a copy of that song anymore 
nice. <laughs> myself. But anyway, wow. my point is that I I love the formats. I love the wax cylinders. I love the um the the odd ways of releasing music it just makes the world a little bit more fun and a little bit more magical and um, you know i like that we've kind of expanded oh you know we expand out to these different things i don't think a lot of other genres do that um you know but that's like what you say about the vaporwave like you really want to make a strong statement a bold you know statement with not only your music but with the media that you use the medium that you use to release it so like you know you lost money on the wax cylinder you know between that but like you know it it was a cool thing it was a strong artistic statement you know keith fucking brilliant keith did the artwork for it right and you guys came together and put this like outstandingly cool atmospheric music on you know together and it was a really nice way to Thank you, man. It, it was a really nice way to like inaugurate the project. You know what I mean? I think we've I think we've definitely recouped from the uh, pre-sale like second batch because we got uh, amazing. Mark, amazing. Mark is really good on the uh, the wholesale hustle, and he got nice. Uh, oh, that's important. You know what somebody buy. needs to make? Hey, you know those little really things good where it's like a. Oh, I'm sorry. You know those those okay. metal like like tubes that they hit those little plinking keys yeah and it's usually yeah, yeah. like a little like um almost like a music box yeah somebody needs to release some like well-known vapor songs on music boxes that would be cool That'd like be we, we had discussed that as well because there are like people really that make them, <laughs> really um, it, it's it's a it's little bit you could do expensive. uh you know lisa frank uh, 420 there could be a teen pregnancy <laughs> one you know whatever oh, yeah. fun tonight we've got I one more swag. curveball okay in the, in the bank uh that we'll we'll reveal at a later date, but we've got we've got one more weird weird thing up our sleeves. <laughs> Very nice. I can't uh, wait to figure out what so, it's gonna so, be. So that's interesting. Um, you recouped losses on on the wholesale hustle. Now, can you walk us through like what that's like? So that's an interesting medium to differ for, uh, for artists to help you know move their move their things. Can you talk about yeah. that a little bit? Um, Mark is really, really good about that. Um, so, like, when we did our yeah, get him 12 on inch, here soon too. Um, yeah, when we did the the airship theme 12 inch, he had another batch of them specifically pressed to wholesale with, um, and that was what we ended up. We we originally we were going to wholesale them to Japanese record stores because uh, we made friends with, uh, with Meteor and um, Waltz and a couple other shops uh, that we sold our tour tape to. But um, as soon as we got those pressed, like COVID started happening, uh, it wasn't really like a great time to be shipping like bulk records overseas. Yeah. Uh, so we gave them to 100% Electronica and stuff. Mm. But uh, Mark will do this with, with Yeti records where he'll... Yeah, I see uh, that a lot. I see a lot of people using Yeti to do this. It's yeah, interesting. So like he, um, he is, he's a creative director at Yeti and he's yeah. the co-run of the label. Sick, so he, man. Um, He'll like reach out to like ship to shore phono company and be like do you want an exclusive variant wow. and they'll be like sure and then he'll like let them pick the color and then he'll like get a hundred made for them and then he'll hit up hundred yeah, electronic that sounds and be fun. like do you want an exclusive variant and they'll be like yeah and then you know like they'll, those usually go super fast because they're like limited to a hundred or whatever but you can pay for the production costs by wholesaling out these kind of limited variants and then when you get the records to sell, it's just all profit after that. Oh man, you guys are so smart. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Mark. I can't take <laughs> Mark is yeah, so that smart. Yeah, business aspect of it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Mark is so Thank God smart. For people like wow. Mark and people like George, because I wouldn't want to do that. 
I have a question for you, Kevin. I mean, it's a lot of emails. It's a lot of, uh, yeah. After, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. Um, no, no, no. I want to know, since you're a musician, but you also have a lot of interests in music as well, you had a, a stream pretty recently where you put on records and just danced to them. And yeah. <laughs> I was a big dum-dum, and I think I had to work or something, and I missed it. But I heard so much about it that I badly wish I could have been there. How often do you go out of your way to find new music? Um, and what are you, some of your favorite techniques, if you don't mind divulging? Uh, I haven't really gone out of my way that often recently. Um, I've got a couple Fair. of friends that just, like, like will just send me stuff uh, all the time. There's... um. There's this this guy that I've known for a while. He used to uh, used to be in the vaporwave scene. I met him through the vaporwave scene. He's like kind of left it. Um, always requests that I do not talk about his his vapor past. But he's uh, he's amazing as far as like digging for stuff. And he will send me like gem after gem um, on like a weekly basis. So, Damn. Um, those those curators yeah. cannot be like you can't put a value on those people that do that. Lux is asking, uh, "Who are you talking about?" Um, uh, both, both. Uh, I, Lux knows exactly who I'm talking about. That's funny. Um, yeah, uh, th this person is. Uh, we, we've we've collaborated together too. Like we've made like uh, we made almost an entire album's worth of like uh, kind of hip negotiate pop stuff. Uh, really, like 2017, 2018. Very we just never did anything. Just like sitting on our hard drives. Uh, but yeah, this this guy sends me a lot of stuff. Um, every now and then, um, I'll look at stuff on like like Discogs or rate your music, and then like check out like similar. You're a brave artists. man. Um, you, like a lot of times uh, when I'm making stuff, like uh, I made a I made a, a mixtape under the alias Bullet Heaven for my uh, Bandcamp fan oh, club. Oh, that's a and sick name. Uh, Bullet so it's, Heaven. It's all like uh, like Y2K like. Uh, 1999 to like 2003 era like uh, shmup video games um, you know like Ikaruga uh, Raiden uh, Dodonpachi and stuff like all these games have this, these incredible like like euphoric uplifting trance high BPM uh, music and I got so into this stuff that I, I literally just downloaded like every single soundtrack that I could find and this like led me to a lot of stuff too uh, so I started amassing that stuff on my hard drive. Um, when I did a new uh, a new New Gaia album, which is like my one of my earlier Vaporwave aliases, um, I was looking for new stuff to sample from that, and like I'll look at stuff that I sampled in the past, and then like look at like session players on those albums, and then I'll like try to find <laughs> their like solo albums, or like try to find oh, stuff that they worked yeah, on. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh um, wild! To, you kind of went down the rabbit hole. Similar in tone. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll go on these like kind of rabbit holes sometimes. Uh, every now and then, like I'll leave Spotify on when I'm like doing the dishes or whatever, and like it'll end the album that I'm on and autoplay something else. And like every now and then, it's just like super that sick. autoplay sometimes works really well. Yeah, for sure. Um, La uh, Mist wants to know: Do you know about Overclocked Remix? Yeah, yeah. Overclocked Remix is is kind of just like a that's a, a lot of, of people are bringing that up. Um, and I yeah, definitely want to know what shmup means. Uh, shmup is short for shoot 'em up. Um, oh, but yeah, it's, or it's, as it's Will Wade like... says, "Shoot guy, don't die." Yeah, <laughs> You're a real it's, one. it's it's more like um, 
you know, like a, a vertically scrolling thing, right? So you've got like your ship at the bottom, and then like waves of enemies are coming in from the top, and there's I just, got like, you. like bullets everywhere, and you're you're dodging around, and uh, it's a uh, the, the Japanese term for it is a, uh, a danmaku, which is like oh. literally like uh, means barrage. Oh, wild! So yeah, it's, it started with stuff like like uh, you know space invaders and like uh, a Galaga and stuff. Yeah, and then it just got like progressively more and more intense and in your face. Uh, and I'm I'm a fan of the like really really intense ones where it's like you know the screen is just filled with these like blossoming patterns of, of bullets and it's really reflex based and. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm good at them. I just like, uh, <laughs> I appreciate the art of the game and the art of yeah. the, uh, you know, like a, a lot of these these crazy shmup players will try to do a, a 1cc, which is a one credit clear. Where they'll try oh, to, without like, dying at all? Exactly. And there's like, there's a, there's just like a very specific art to that, like form of memorization of like getting through an entire game with hmm. like perfectly. Uh, it's it's a very Japanese thing too. Oh, like, dude, uh, I got a... having gone to some of the arcades there. It's just like you, you'll see really? like I watched this like you know old lady sit down, like wow. it's a uh, like takes her hat off, just like like so very diligently like puts one coin wow. in, and then I just like watch her like smoke like just like fucking seven levels in a row like without getting hit. And I'm just like oh my god, like wow. sitting here staring. I'm like this is like a you know part of somebody's routine. It's like oh I'm gonna go down to the arcade and like. One uh, cc, uh, you know, Dodon Pachi this weekend. It's one cc. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. That just yeah, that's like part of the routine. Is like yeah, I'm gonna do this and uh, kind of go on with my day. Maybe I'll stop off at the grocery store on my way home. But this is part of the routine. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, that's it's really interesting. The, the different things that uh that, that touch people. You know what I mean? Like give people peace at that. You yeah. know what I mean? Kevin, uh, R23X has a very long and specific question for you. I don't know if you saw it. Oh my gosh, I did I, see I that one earlier. Catching up oh man, let Is me just read it. Far, he says, it's a little bit long back, right? I found it. He says, what kind of minimum watts do I need for a PSU in gaming PC build that will work in mini <laughs> ITX tower that will power RTX 2060, and then if I upgrade to 3060, will also work for that? 800 watts, Mark. 800. Oh, 800 man. You heard it on hot takes, guys. 800 watts. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks for the follow, by the way, Mr. Jeep. You didn't even have to think about that. Jesus. Wow. Um, it's, it's nice for future-proofing. Uh, Mr. Jeep knows about computer parts. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll agree with me there. Uh, maybe an 850, you know? Why not? Why not go 850? Why not? There's a little, little room for budge there. Jesus. I need you to come over and help me out because this rig cannot handle a Google voice call. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Mark is uh, he's Damn making indeed. fun of me because he was, he was texting me about uh, about wanting to build a PC again and asked me questions and then I just kind of dropped off because I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta be on the, I gotta be I gotta on, be hot on takes, the thing. And so he continued his question. He continued the question on the hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> I have like, a, I have a oh, hot gotcha. take question. I'll for meet you, you there. Oh, okay. Can you think of or not? Can you think of? Um, how important do you think album artwork is, considering you guys, you consistently oh. nail it with album artwork, and do you want to give us an example of some really bad album artwork? This is an excellent question that I feel very passionately about. Oh, um, nice. I think that the album artwork is the most important part of an album, and, or an album release, most? more oh, important yeah. okay. than the music. <gasps> Wow. More important than, more the, important music? than the music. Yes. How could that be? How could the artwork be more important than the music? Elaborate. Yeah, I do want to hear you elaborate. People are going to click on it. That's how people are going to click on it. You can't hear it before 
you hear so, it, but you can see it before you hear it, and that immediately will start okay. to turn the gears in your head about That's true. if you're going to be open to enjoying it. If you okay. if the cover appeals to you, and the music so, does not, yes. then you still have a probability of liking the cover enough wrong. to keep it on your computer to listen to it over and over again until the music until you like the music i agree with you a hundred percent about that part i don't think i could go as far as what you just said <laughs> sir and say that the artwork is more important than the music on the music album i mean agree i agree with right. i agree with you i see the artwork at, yeah right important artwork good artwork will will um will prime the person to have um, you know to enjoy the album more right yeah. um but you know I've seen some pretty cool artwork on some pretty bad albums before, though. Um, it's true. There's and, a lot uh, of yeah. bad albums with really good artwork, and there's a lot of really good albums with bad artwork. Exactly. I mean, I so still like, played Mega Man 2. So, like, for example, <laughs> so, for example, <laughs> I remember example. the first time... All right, so I remember seeing, like, the cover art for Rihanna's album, Auntie. And I looked at that album cover, and I was like, whoa, this is going to be some cool music, because this is a pretty cool album cover. And, like, <laughs> it's not a very good album. <laughs> it's not one of the, it's not a good, not a good Rihanna album at all. It's a pretty bad, pretty oh, bad. Or there's, like, some good songs on it. Like, like, Needed Me is, like, a really dope song, right? Like, Needed Me is a great song. But there's, like, the majority of that album is pretty bad. But it's a really fucking cool album. And I will say, the cool album cover, Kev, like, that did get me coming back to that album. Like, sure. pretty frequently. I, I would go back to it, like, well, you know, come on. This is, like, I'm, like, primed for it. Like, a really cool sort of edgy album looking at this artwork. And, um, but was it strong enough? Hey, you know what, what about like, those, it, like, there's a so name it, what, for what, it. What? What about that trend? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, all I was going to say was that the good album art cover was not enough to compensate for the music I didn't enjoy. But the music I enjoy is good enough usually to compensate for bad album art. You know, there's a lot Fair. of really, there's a lot of really stupid cover art for stuff from the 70s and oh, yeah. and some from the 80s too and it's like a lot of tacky and stuff like that whole era of, of tacky like stuff that, did, that doesn't quite it. hold up there's like a studio oh. that would oh. do hip-hop album covers and they all looked super like just oh. put together in like photoshop i think you know what i'm talking about but i don't like no limit called. records is it I no limit in real notes, like yeah like the yeah, like it, no limit records in the like early nineties. Yeah, where, like, the, like the aspect really... ratios are all like like stretched <laughs> weird and like there's like, just like what? like it's just maximalist. Wait, like, you know what I'm talking about, Chris? Maximalist. It's just super bad looking. There's but... actually a lot of like rap albums that have pretty that's bad album covers. It is like, an aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it wasn't at the time. Did. So here's the thing: it's an aesthetic yeah. now, but it wasn't at the time. And some right. of the really bad album covers. So I will say that the good music at the end of the day. Probably the good music will win over the bad out. Al- will, will, will like the album will still be good. It will still get a fan base eventually. Maybe not and as quickly pixel. as if it had good album artwork. You know, it'll it will compensate. But there's no good artwork at the end of the day that can really compensate for a bad album. But you there's good correct. music that can compensate for a bad album. So you know what I'm saying? For sure. So like, for sure. Like that's where my I'm and I'm like I'm totally with you about like yeah you gotta like people should really really care about the album art co- the, the art that goes along with their art right. 
because you you want if you're proud of your music and you did a really you really think it's good music then you know what man like fucking spend the time to like find the right artist to work with to to get to get it down the way you like it don't it's don't the first impression of your yeah album. man it, make sure it compliments first make impressions sure... are everything mm-hmm. you know like you mm-hmm. don't show up to a job interview like like fresh out of bed like with your hair all messed up like unshowered like smelling bad you know like you're gonna put your best face forward yeah. So they take you seriously and like like talk to you and like find out who you are as a person. And it's kind of the same thing with an album. <laughs> yeah. Cover, you know? So like, the out so the album cover is grooming yourself before yeah, a job interview. Basically, exactly, exactly. it's like making it's That's like getting a, a nice analogy. suit and grooming yourself before, because then they're gonna come in and then you're gonna give your spiel for why you right. should be hired and the spiel will be the music, you know, on the album. Uh huh. No, that's, right, like, that's as far really as, like, good. Buying the record, I think like that helps too because like it a does. lot of people like yeah. like they'll they'll buy a vinyl that like maybe they don't necessarily like listen to the music a lot but they're just like i want to own this as an art piece or like frame it or whatever um no lie detected uh, you guys you guys know molotovich yes molotovich everyone loves molotovich he's been to some events in philadelphia uh he owns seven copies of curse breaker gaiden because it's his his favorite album. It's such a good it's, it's such a good album, album cover. <laughs> it's and, such a good album cover too. Yeah, God it's bless so you, Molkovich. You're amazing. Uh, he wanted to have like like each of each you know the front and the back framed like have yeah. like you know one one to listen to. Like he's got a couple copies of the cassette each pressing. Uh, yeah, I mean like some uh, of these completest collectors are gonna put. I say that the, having the good having having beautiful artwork. And having a beautiful packaging for your for your music is like it's like another like tactic you know what i mean like making the good music is a tactic right using yeah. social media is a tactic right having beautiful artwork for your record is another tactic and it's like the most beautiful artistic tactic you can you can have you can go down right you know what i mean like right. you're like yeah, man, like that's that's great, and like that's you know that's that's the way you you can do that with a good a- album cover. And the one thing I also want to say about this too is, um, you know, you got to really like do your time to figure out what artist you want to work with who's going to capture what you're doing best. There's a lot of artists out there, and like don't just pick somebody because you're like, oh, they've worked with so many other artists, that's right. cool. Or don't like pick some, don't even pick somebody who you even might admire their art a lot on Instagram, right? And and then you hire them and you task them with an idea to create something for your record and it's totally not their style and it's totally they're like right. totally not connecting with what you're saying and then they give you something and this has happened to me before um, and then they give you something like I and it's it's not the greatest thing or it is really great but it's just like it's not what you were going for whatsoever and don't, you really don't force artists to work outside of their range to oh my god project. yeah man if you if you find your like don't be that guy too who like hires the artist that he really likes and then tasks them to do something that is totally not that what they do and then like yeah. they give you the work and they're like well can you change it well you know i was really picturing it more like this and you give him like yeah. a bunch of vague fucking ideas like as if you're at like <laughs> like the barber and you're like he's like what do you want to do and you've got like a full head of hair it's like well you know what do you you know just take a little bit here and then they do that like well actually i'm like yo dude then just pick it you should have picked a different artist man but don't like fuck around with right. these artists either like don't be like i'm sure a lot of are the so demanding and some people are like would agree paying yeah i'm sure right and sometimes yeah and sometimes like people aren't getting paid or they're getting paid very little and you're like demanding that they create all these different fucking versions of something for you that they're not like you should just do your homework man if you had an idea in your head find the artist who best who best matches what you were thinking, you know what I mean? Or what, who you're going to connect yeah. with. 
I mean, I think it, it helps a lot too to like like give artists their own previous work as references, like point yes. out what you like about some of their previous work and like For how sure. you could imagine, um, you know, point. them taking your uh, your concepts into their their realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But, so yeah, do you want to? Like, uh, I was gonna say, like recently, um, I've been trying to uh, commission artwork for uh, Frank Joffsey, and I did a, a single for that um, uh, Pat Channington's Combo Champs Volume One. And yeah, it's great. I I moved it over from Distro Kid to um, 100% Electronica's uh, Distro uh, Vivo Vidia or whatever, mm-hmm. and. They rejected the artwork because it had, it already existed as part of a compilation, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't match the metadata of the song." Oh, I hate that. So I was that. like, "Oh, well, I either gotta like How like irritating. edit this or like I'll you know use this as an opportunity to like create you know get get a new artist working on this." Um, and I hit up, I think five different artists in the past like three months, and like uh, have not gotten a response from any of them. Oh so, no! Um, I ended up just like like talking to to Pad and and. Uh, yeah basically just like editing the original um art to like like eliminate any references to combo champs and Dude, sometimes when there's other even like words on the artwork yeah and you try and upload to the distributor will sometimes be like can't have words that aren't in right. the metadata for the track like that's happened to me before wow. i've had to be like so but it's weird. like it's like a it's like a number like it's not even like it's like numbers i was not here. aware it's of this that's binary really frustrating. like so i've had to like i've had to like change art because of that reason yeah but I mean, it'll be it'll be back up within you know a couple of weeks or so. We just got that kind of squared away the other day. But yeah, I mean, there's there's uh there's there's a respectable amount of time to wait. You know, if you like commission or reach out to somebody that is supposedly taking commissions and they don't mm-hmm. respond, um, before you just like go and like uh, commission somebody else. You know, I guess yeah. you should you should be prepared to like pay if like both people hit you back and they're like, all right, yeah, we want to. Pay. Do- Right, or they've yeah, got a mock-up boy. going on already. I'm hey, right. you never exactly. answered my question, yeah, right. though, man. What's an example yeah. of an album cover that's really bad? <laughs> really bad. Um, Still want to hear okay. it. Uh, so there's a... Uh, do you guys know the artist Kitty? Formerly Kitty yeah. Pride. Yes. Um, she released a project with... Uh, I think they're I think they're married. Um, Ricky Eat Acid. Okay. Um, oh fuck, that's they, right. Yeah, Ricky they did a collab project acid, called man. the Pom Poms, and uh, yeah, Pom Poms. That's right. The EP, like I like, I didn't listen to it for the longest time because the uh, album art is really, really like just <laughs> bland. It's like a like a pink, and then there's blue, and it just says the Pom Poms on it, and it's just like there's nothing, there's nothing that makes me want to listen to it at all. So it's just yeah. really just. There's not much there. It goes it's back to what generic, you were saying. Yeah. It's, it's, it was not a, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't like the most attractive person coming in for the job interview, you know? Yeah. I get it. I get but it. Then you, you listen to it and it's answer. like, it's all banger. It's really yeah, it's good. all banger. I remember when R- Ricky Eat Acid, I, I just remember like back in the early days, like always like thinking like Ricky Eat Acid, man, he's the guy who's like, he's like really like doing serious moves right now. He's like the dude. Like that was the first person I remember thinking like, yeah, he's like really reaching outside of this little immediate internet scene and getting a, little, a lot of heat. And that's yeah. was uh, that's what I always thought about him back in the day. He's um, he's, he's good with the uh, the in my opinion not great music project names like uh, Ricky yeah. Eat Acid. Okay, uh, <laughs> not not I was a huge like, fan. I was um, very much Jimmy Suicide. Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember I had a Teen Suicide 
MP3 on my desktop one time, and somebody, I don't remember who it was, I think it was one, my brother walked by, and he was like, what is that? Why do you have a, something <laughs> called teen suicide on you? And I was like, hey, you got me, man. I don't even think I've listened to it yet. Oops. Right. I want to suggest. Yeah. So, uh, if I had to pick a, uh, a bad album cover myself, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say like one of the. I remember one of the worst album covers I ever saw was that like album cover for the Yeah Yeah Yeah's album Mosquito. Did you ever look at this uh, album cover? Yeah. It looks like a really bad garbage pail nah. kid. It looks like a really bad garbage pails kid yeah. card. Like like not a good one. one. It's really bad, and it was it was just so shocking and jarring because like they had I think the previous album right before that was like It's Blitz. Which is like a really good album cover where like the it's egg the egg, egg crush. Right? Yeah, and I was, was like, a good that's one. a cool one. And then like they followed up with like the most garish, tacky looking thing yeah. that I've ever seen. And I like, think that that's like that. when that's what made it even more difficult to look at, I think, was how good the last album cover uh was before that. Um but anyway. Oh, uh Chumbawamba, somebody what, we, said. <laughs> Chumbawamba. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that, you ever get that, knocked that, down uh, and then get up again? I um sure. I I will uh, DJ this, uh, or back before the quarantine happened, I used to, um, once in a while, um, DJ this uh, 90s alternative dance party uh, called uh, Six Underground for, for this uh, for company. <laughs> yeah, it was company. It's fun, fun party, man. It's really fun to be, because like, during the early hour, like nobody's there at 9 o'clock, right? So during the early hours, like when you play like the, some of the slower grunge music, right? That's like when you convince, like when you play Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and yeah. all this music, and then people start coming in, and then you like start like moving it up to slightly more dancier anthemic uh, music. That's like when you like, oh, you're in, like they come in during your slow grunge period, so then you put on like No Excuses by Alice in Chains because it's a little bit more upbeat yeah. then you move into the breeders and then all of a sudden it's chumbawamba time 12 30 right <laughs> yeah, drop damn. chumbawamba everybody laughs dances everybody sings and you hit them with like hit them with spider webs after that by no doubt and they're like wow and then when they can't take any more you put on new radicals uh you know uh you got the music in you and that's how you dj a 90s alternative dance party um but Chumbawamba, that's like once Chumbawamba comes on, that's like to initiate this part of the party, you know? So uh, That's hilarious. Tub, tub thumping, man. It's just like that's what's when, <laughs> when the party starts is when you play tub thumping. Gotta love it. You guys want to talk about maybe some that. examples of like some good album covers? Some Besides, album of course, covers. every Equip release and ah, Skeleton Lipstick release. Yeah, I like that new, uh, that new Arca. Uh, Arca, oh, okay. yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. That's just like that's a crazy looking. Very I did a like a a triple take when I saw that. Um, like they're in like you know like some crazy kind of like augmented mech suit apparatus thing. Yes. Um, I thought that was really good. I like that a lot. I think the uh, same person who designed that like did a bunch of like photo shoots for Lady Gaga recently. Well, I guess like recently, like a year ago now, where it was all this sort of sure. like fluid looking like cyber reality hookup gear to the person. It's a very, very interesting like interpretation of like a cyberpunk sort of uh, aesthetic, right? Where it's like instead of everything being sharp and broken, everything is like still like dystopian looking, but it's like smooth and liquidy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind I of love that hyper real uh, kind of artwork, man. I'm into that aesthetic. The too. metal art, right? It's very yeah. fantasy, but it's, it's very sci-fi at the same time. I really like stuff that blends uh, fantasy and sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. The uh, the Final Fantasy VIII aesthetic, I like to c- kind of call that. Oh my god! Like, you get uh, you get some some magic elements in it, but you also get some kind of like like space age futuristic. Kind you can of fly an entire school around it. the world. 
Yeah, yeah. totally. I think and that's you have an to interesting. Draw at the beginning of every battle. Yeah. <laughs> what else I is like there? The is there like a lot in um in popular in in like you know um in non video game media that is like a really good blending of science fiction and fantasy like in general is that like that feels relatively like untapped in Grimes a lot of films. Grimes is kind of on that tip. Grimes Grimes, Grimes is yeah. kind of on that tip. Yeah, um, with a lot of those with a lot of her music videos. You know what I mean? When I think of some yeah. of the. I'm looking at uh, like the. I'm looking at my phone right now on uh, Spotify, and it looks like uh, she she swapped out the artwork for uh, Miss uh, Anthropocene back to what she originally had commissioned for it, which is like kind of this like like demonic elf with like uh, looks like a some sort of a bladed weapon, like a sword going like stabbing through the earth, and the earth is bleeding, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is Wild. is. Really, really cool, um, and it's it's quite a bit different from the album that originally launched. Uh, which, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I like the new art better, but the new art, I guess, is the original art for it. Uh, so that's cool. I can't hate on Grimes as much as uh, everybody likes to. I think Grimes is cool. Yeah, Chillwave Kittens posted oh. a status about Grimes not long ago, and those comments were rough. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm Grimes, right? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so like, here's the thing. Here's what I'm gonna say about uh, about Grimes. Uh, I'm gonna go. My one of my first experiences with Grimes, uh, music that is to say, uh, was that I remember like being in like 2011 maybe or 2000. Probably was like 2011, I think. And I remember hearing the song uh, Vanessa by Grimes. You know, the one. Um, you know, hey, hey, go away, Dana. You know that song. Yeah, I remember listening to that song and thinking like what was really intriguing about that song was that it was it was um, I think it was it's the same sort of chords throughout the entire song. Right. But there is about like five different vocal melodies in that song. And like there's, you know, like, well, I've been like if you listen, uh -huh, there's like like five different vocal melodies that she works through and intertwines over it. And I remember being like, fucking love this. That's so fucking cool right there. That's interesting songwriting, right? That's interesting songwriting right there because I'm a big fan of a good melody, right? A good catchy melody, something that sticks with you and that song is just like like five of them interweaved all over each other. And so kudos to fucking Grimes. So I know I'm not sure if people were saying bad things, yes or the yes or no, whatever, criticize whatever the fuck you want about her. I don't care. That song's dope. That's great, man. She's cool. So when she I wants still can't to, believe cool she had a split EP with Chris Dayone. Nope. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That, that. EP rules. Um, that guy's really, work really was like that one. really amazing. It's so crazy that she is now married to Elon Musk, and I don't think he's even making music anymore. He is. Um, is I'm, he still doing the music I, for I've... keyboards thing? He he uh he just dropped like he's like into like Goa trance right now. Um, that does not surprise uh, me at all. He is a fascinating he followed me on Twitter like a couple of years ago and like I, I had like this kind of like shock moment where like I was like, Is what? that the that's hey, like that's the me? real like Dion? And then like I like clicked on it and then like I hit him up and I was like, Yo, like I'm a huge fan of your work and he's like Oh, that's awesome! He's and then, like, we, skilled. we started like a casual friendship since then. Wow! And, um, I got him to do a remix for uh, one of the Cursebreaker songs, uh, Nocturne Catacombs. Uh, but we 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 kind of stay in touch, and he's uh, he's always just like working on new stuff. Uh, looks like he's using like some sort of a tracker type program now. And yeah. uh, he's if you follow him on Twitter, he's like getting really into into Goa trance, which is interesting because. Uh, I'm I'm also like really into trance right now and like, wow. I'm, like checking out like the plugins that he's using and like 
uh, all these cool like gated ARP synths and like uh, he was in that for yeah. that SPF 420 stream not too long ago and he did a lot of that beautiful piano work that he uh, you know had, had done in music for keyboards and then he ended it with Alkiyama and I about lost my shit oh man I did wow. not catch that oh That's, man uh, I'm that. man it I, didn't was good. I didn't know about this either dude wow. his, his LP Damn. is a solid start to finish the one that's just called LP. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, I, I, uh, I actually bought that on Discogs. Uh, Hell yeah, you have good taste, when, sir. Uh, when, uh, when we dropped that uh, Nocturne Catacombs remix, because I was like, wow, I actually don't own any physical media by him, and that, like that double LP, like somebody sold that to me for like eight bucks or something. Unbelievable! Like, wow, yeah, super cool. Love that one. Guys, somebody yeah, in the chat I, uh, asked a really good question. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Kevin. I'm sorry. Somebody no, no wanted quiz asked. I think it was quiz. Oh, sorry if I'm not saying the right person. They want all three of us to name an album that captures precisely how the album sounds from the album art. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, Cocktail Twins, Heaven or Las Vegas. <laughs> Absolutely. An amazing album, by the way. God, I love yeah. Heaven or Las Vegas. Yeah, that's the first one that popped into my mind. Chris, are you frozen? Or are you thinking? Oh no, I'm He's here. What was? Uh, what you want? What was the, que- the question? Is an album cover that captures the feel of the album? That captures That's, precisely yeah. how the album sounds from the album art. Um, off the top of my head, I would say uh, Lingua Ignota's Caligula. I don't know that one. I'm gonna need to look uh, that li- one up. Uh, Lingua Ignota, is, she is a uh, female um, opera singer slash uh, dark droney ambient producer so she does like a lot of like really aggressive like noise work but mixes it with um you know her operatically trained voice so sure. there's nothing there's really nothing else like that um and she did lyrically and tonally like the shit gets extremely dark very very dark dark i, illusions, I think i've heard dark, some of her work on your story suffering yeah, I would yeah. recommend checking out the album because it's absolutely beautiful uh, and completely metal, metal unlike anything else. Oh, Lingua Ignota? Uh, Lingua yeah, Nota? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's fucking outstanding. There's never been anybody like her, and it's like the idea of like black noise and like opera. Like it makes sense. Like and it ma- it mixes together very well. The only reason it hasn't happened until her was because just no one had the fucking talent to do it. Like no oh, one, wow. no one was, no one was weird. Well, who was, who else is gonna fucking do that shit? Like how many opera singers you know that have an interest in black noise and experimental? This isn't even like we're not even using a lot of guitars on this album all the time. Like this right. is like like heavy like noise textures. And, like, it makes a lot of sense, but, like, no, who the fuck would have the talent to do that? Like, I bet there's probably a million black metal artists over the years who wish they had, like, access to someone who could sing opera, but it just didn't right. happen until this person. And, um, you Judas know, Priest I... Judas uh, Priest is bordering on opera, you know? Like... Yeah, Judas Priest is bordering, <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to have to go with um, either 2814's Birth and Birth of a New Day or yeah. the Oscop album Overgrowth. Mm. Oh, yeah, sure. Or if yeah. you guys are familiar sure. oh, with Mega Drive, his new album—it's not new anymore, but 1990X AD—is probably a really good example too. I haven't heard that one. <gasps> it's like uh, dark synth stuff, kind of Slayer. cyberpunk. Rain and Blood. The album, oh, yeah. the cover sounds like that. Like a lot of those Death albums, like uh, Death Scream, Bloody Gore, um, uh, Death—you know—Human. I think those just like they sound like it. Um, somebody in the chat said, uh, "Vulgar display of power." That's absolutely another one 
Somebody was blowing up the 4AD album covers, which are everything. Early 90s 4AD album covers. Right, right. Yeah, um, uh, Julie and Jules Celia mentioned uh, those Mortal Coil. It'll end in tears. Mm. Oh, I love that album. I love that album. I love that crossover of like dark wave and shoegaze. Uh, uh, I don't. Speaking of shoegaze, I'd honestly even like. Let's just go. Let's just go with my bloody Valentine's Loveless album cover. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Charting again. Did you see that? It's uh, it's charting on the UK charts because they're they're right. I I was reading about the vinyl reissue about a couple days ago. Yeah, for sure. Um, well. Uh, do we, move on? we want to talk about something different or we want to continue with the album cover stuff? Yeah, sorry. I like the album cover discussion, but we can certainly move on. Only because, like, I'm like, I'm going to. Uh, all right. So then I want to ask, uh, you know, Kevin, I have a question. What music did you kind of grow up with? You know, what was the first time that you listened to something that, you know, really, like, stuck out with you and you're like, I really, really care a lot about this music I'm listening to right now. I kind of want to buy the cd i kind of want to this is going to be part of my personality you know that i have this album oh good choice (laughs) that's that's how you learn how to make music baby hell that's i said it a lot of times before i said this a lot that um you know the thing about the beatles is that there's really something extremely magic in that songwriting um you know it's just it's really like when rock and roll is over and it's been several years from now and like there's gonna be people going back and like studying it like that's gonna be the one they study that shit like if you want to learn how to write music that's you know pop music like you learn to play beatles songs and like just by the time you're done working through the catalog you're gonna be like oh fuck i know how to write a song now how did that happen like you just know how to not it's not like you learn how to play a guitar expertly. It's not how you like you learn how to sing beautifully, or it's not even like you learn how to have like rock and roll personality. You just all of a sudden like learn like from this chord to this chord. Oh, that's pretty. Oh my god, that works. Oh, oh no, and not even the chords, but just like the way the songs are put together. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the so way that they begin. Simple. And like I'll still mm-hmm. like reference uh, Beatles song structures for like like making my stuff, especially on like how to yeah how to man them, how to make them that's shorter. the craziest um, thing. It doesn't even matter what genre you're working in at that point. Once you've learned to play this, like you can like comfortably like make your music in your own voice, whatever that may be. It's not going to be the Beatles. It's going to be something different. And I remember, um, you know, the other thing is like anybody can grab a guitar and play a Beatles song and sing a Beatles song, and it now becomes your song. Like you can do it in your own voice. If you right. grab guitar and try and play a Rolling Stones song, you sound like the Rolling Stones. It sounds like you're trying to sound like the Rolling Stones, and you're going to make a Rolling Stones type band after that. But if you do that with the Beatles, like it's just like it's like it's neutral, you know. And I think a lot of people who don't write music and don't make music don't seem to understand this. They're like the people who always say stuff like Beatles suck, overrated. I'm like, you probably don't make music. You don't if you it, do, yeah. you you might not make good music. <laughs> like you gotta like. I mean, I was really punk. When I was younger, right? Into like it took me into like my mid twenties to really like finally be like, I guess I'll listen to the fucking Beatles. And I did, <laughs> and I'm like, well, now my songwriting ability just jumped up two hundred percent. Oh fuck! I, 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 was would, I would say it's cool to hate on the Beatles. It's like cooler it's to hate on the Beatles. Easy, than it is it's just easy, man. It's just fucking easy. Man. Um, Dude, if you're like I mean, subculture in any way, no matter what subculture you belong to, like you can like it's like it's fucking easy. It's an easy low hanging fruit target. Yeah, I mean the like in my opinion, songs they're too long, no matter what. Like you should you should keep your songs <laughs> as short as possible. Really? Uh, the best the best really? songs are like like well, three minutes. Someone's yeah. not a post rock um, fan. 
Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I guess I'm mostly <laughs> talking on the about. I imagine it depends on the genre, though. Like, yeah, yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah. he's I'm talking joking. about. God, uh, yeah. Like slush wave, the longer the better, right? But like, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, pop music, like warm keep, at night, keep an it, hour long. Keep it to three minutes, uh, you know, like maybe a little bit over. Like, it's funny because I, I got into this like indie rock phase in high school. Um, Isaac and I were talking about this the other night, but like, uh, like, like Interpol, I've like gone back and like revisited their catalog and I'm like, Jesus Christ, when's this song going to end? Like, this is like, like five minutes and 41 seconds what? for a pop song. This is too long. Like they should have cut the second uh -huh. bridge here. They should have like cut the chorus short by like, like you didn't really need to, to go with the full 16 bars. Did you? You got, you said what you needed to say in 12. So just drop that last four bars. It doesn't matter if it's like, you know, perfectly I bet you love like, Echo lined Jam up when they came out. But just go right back into the verse. Like if, if it's not, you know, but, if you're not delivering anything in those last four bars. So in, in regards to Interpol, I will say that like obstacle number one is like a perfectly structured song. Oh my God. It's a great song. Do, 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 do. It has a really good, cause you know what? Like with that, with that album, well, with that out, well, yeah, that's great. Love that. But it's like, just like the chord comes in here, the chorus comes here. Then there's a break before stand it. In it and it jumps yeah. back into another verse and then the chorus happens and then after that there's like this little bridge that leads to an outro and like the outro you know a good outro is like Mwah, chef's kiss like a nice outro that's For like sure. they don't have a lot of those songs a lot of that in songs there's not a lot of like outros in songs but like a, when you have a really good outro it's in the way it breaks our board. So like it's like it builds kind of guy, he puts the weight you know she puts the weight like it's in the way like they have, that song has an outro not long a lot of songs have outros and it's really cool when you can pull off a good outro man you just wrote a fucking magnificent song you just elevated your song you elevated your song like think about other songs that have outros i'm like it's hard to come up with a lot but like hey jude right hey right. jude has an outro and that just elevates the whole fucking song or even like fucking like donovan atlantis right the whole the song is basically just like you know donovan's like here at atlantis like it's just him narrating and then for the last like few minutes it sounds like way down in the ocean where i want to be she will be like you know a good outro like i gotta i gotta write an outro i gotta do a song that's an outro. so you're not a fade out to silence kind of guy are you fade out to silence is fine i'm just saying that like cool with fade outs I yeah know, that's a really good question well that's a good question right after this i'm cool i don't think i outs. i don't think i've ever had a fade out what about when they just I like end a fade on a... out an endless jam fade out those are fun okay well, yeah. i know a lot of people like that. really hate those too but like you know like you kick in a, a sick-ass solo and then it just rides into infinity and then like i like to picture that the song just never really ends you're just kind of getting further from it Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I love how you worded that. That's gorgeous. I like that, that was too. beautifully worded. You're never leaving the song. You're just moving a little farther away from it. Right, right. Yeah. Wow, I love that. I just want to shout out Zodica's Karmazov, by the way, for beautiful. continually posting the Equips Picks link. Thank you, Thank Zodicus. you so much. Y'all join. Really appreciate become it. a Quipster. If you have not become an Equipster yet, do it. Mixtapes. Right? Yeah, I do, I, um, do a new, I do a new mixtape or yeah, album, ahead, plug, if you want to call it, uh, every single month. Um, every single month. Every single month, without fail, uh, I drop you, it... a new hot tape, and um, I don't. I don't. I'm not as good as the DDS boys as like shipping tapes every single month. I cannot deal with, uh, but I do them in batches. Of uh, the the latest one is going to be a batch of four tapes. So mm. um, I'm just one guy. They're two. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Someone uh, said that's but a yeah, hot that, it's, it's tape. Been, uh, it's been a, a primary source of Thank you, uh, income for the 2020, um, especially not being able to play shows. I had to kind of get creative and figure out uh, 
well, you know, I, I quit my job at the end of 2019, so how am I going to live into 2020? And it's through the subscription service and uh, all you sweet people buying my records and tapes and T-shirts, keeping me alive. But uh, that's that's the one income that I can reliably depend on every month. And uh, I tend to get pretty creative with it. I've done, like, Slush Wave, some late-night lo-fi stuff. I've done, uh, you know, like, those, the Bullet Heaven kind of trance mixes uh, i've yeah. gone back and like reskinned some old equip releases i did like a symphonic rework of my second album uh, synthetic core got a b-sides album on there i did a lullaby wow. version of curse breaker wow um, i'm just i'm constantly <laughs> clearly away if you're not equipped here you are missing out so join yeah, everybody today. Please subscribe please join today otherwise kevin's That's gonna have amazing. to dust off the old busking license we don't want him to do that <laughs> yeah exactly Wow. Yeah. Julian um, Jewel Celia is at the highest tier and gets way more than their money's worth every month from Equip. So wow, look you at heard that. it here, guys. Like to hear. It's good like to hear. hear. Good to hear, man. Do you ever think that you know? Okay, so wait, let's go back a little bit. Then I want to get back to this. Okay, so you connected with the Beatles, and that was the first time that you were like really felt like I want to make that. How old were you? Um, I want to say I first uh, I got a like a little Fisher Price tape player when I was like maybe four or five. And my first cassette was like a Hank Williams Jr. cassette, I think. Um, oh, wow. That was like my first format that I like owned was like a little tape player. And uh, yeah, I remember my dad playing um, Sgt. Peppers or something. And then discovering that he had like a little nook of like CDs. Uh, and then I would, I would listen to his Beatles CDs because that was just like what I knew I liked. And uh, he, had, he had vinyl too. And then he had a tape deck, so I would like, you know, he would like give me blank tapes and, and let me tape his, his records and CDs and stuff. And then I started going to the public library and like like filling in the holes in my Beatles collection. So this oh, would have wow. been like childhood, like, uh, you know, age four to like, um, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 11, just like kind of nonstop. What happens after Beatles? <laughs> what happens? At, what happens at ten and eleven? When, when uh, do you get? When do you get like introduced to something that isn't exactly your parents' music anymore, but now becomes your discovery? Right. Do you know what I mean? I buy your own yeah. CD. Or what tape. was that? So I got uh, I got a CD player boombox when I was oh, in fourth CD, grade. CD player and... boombox in fourth grade. You're the yeah, coolest kid damn. on the block right now, sir. Right. Look at you. You can like play music and everyone can listen. So I got I got Pokemon the movie, uh, <laughs> amazing, and Star Wars Episode One soundtrack. John Williams. Oh, beautiful. Um, very nice. At that time, I was just kind of like, like I just liked. Uh, I don't even know. It's like so hard to think back on that time period. I had like uh, somebody in my I was in orchestra class. Somebody in my orchestra class burned me a mix CD of like songs from like Gundam Wing. Uh, that I used to listen to. Gundam um, Wing, wow. Yeah. Uh, so you, remember... right now, you're talking, telling me that your musical taste right now is like, <laughs> is like the Beatles. Classical, the and Beatles. then classical um, music, John Williams score. Wait a minute, did you tell us and what like you And like the Pokemon, like yet? Japanese uh, sort of vibe soundtrack. So wait, we haven't even like... When do you, what do you, do you, are you listening to the radio at this time? Are you listening no, to, not no, really. um, so you, you have not, you have yet to be touched by anything aside from the Beatles and these couple, I'm just interested to see what, I'm just interested you've been marinating your artistically, your artistic musical brain has been marinating with like just this stuff 
Like, and you're like 10 and 11. Video game music was always a thing. You oh, know, video like, game music, I, yeah, I, of course. I liked it. Uh, I never owned any of it, but it would be like, you know, I would sometimes just like like let a track play on my computer or something or like go to a friend's house and I'd be like, wow, I really like the music in this game, like Zelda or whatever. But, Can we quickly talk um, about some of your favorite video game OSTs? Because I remember you that... told me. Oh. Okay, yeah. I remember you told no. me of a specific song, Somebody's Theme, when I met you at a certain show, but when I tweeted about video game OSTs on this Hot Takes account, the chat went wild. So I really want to know what some of your favorites are. Sure. Um, the uh, the Legend of Zelda uh, Link's Awakening soundtrack, uh, that's the Game Boy Zelda, nice. is, uh, is so effective for being so simplistic that it blows my mind. Like those those melodies have stuck with me for years and years and it's it's Game Boy music. You know, it's it's as simple as it gets. Like there's uh you get like two or three oscillators on that thing and it's all just like triangle waves and square waves. Um that uh, also the uh the Super Nintendo one, uh, Link to the Past, that one's always kind of been burned into my brain. Um when I like first like kind of like came um into the realization that like I liked like the music of a game was uh this PC game we had called Mega Race. Mega and it was just like this weird kind of like FMV thing, like there's just a video playing in the background and then like you just kind of like steer your car. It's really simple. But uh it had all these kind of like MIDI like rock songs. I can almost oh, okay. that's I can't even picture like what they sound like. Um, but I, I remember really, really liking that. And then, uh, of course, when my, my cousin showed me Final Fantasy, it was just, like, all over. Like, right. like Final Fantasy VII came out. Uh, they, like, brought their PlayStation and that game to my grandma's house that summer. Um, we just, like, you know, sat around inside on this beautiful summer week and just, like, they showed me Final Fantasy VII. Uh, they showed me uh, Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy V. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Um, oh yes, Chrono Trigger. They just like showed me all these like classic SquareSoft games, uh, and that kind of like got me into like video game soundtrack stuff too. So, am I uh, reading yeah, this I mean, right? I you covered it... Dire Dire Docks. Yeah, that's the, uh, great. The, uh, equip uh, Equip sixty four. That's that's track. a keeper right there. Do you remember the uh, the first time you ever watched the intro video for Final Fantasy VIII with the Fethos Lusek song? Vaguely, vaguely. I feel like my cousins also oh, showed man. me that um, during like a summer at, at grandma's house. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely like a period where I wasn't like really just like actively listening to music. You know, like I had a couple CDs around um, every now and then like, you know, something would pop up. But uh, the, the next kind of like major stage in my musical evolution was uh, I got uh, Coldplay Parachutes on CD oh. when I was... Uh, I think it had just came out. I was like 13 or 14. So like probably was like Um, 2001, 2002, I think is when it came out. Sometime around then, maybe. Yeah. What was it right before that? Is Parachutes the one? Parachutes is the first one. Uh, So I got... got, Is that the one with yellow on it or not? Rush of Blood to the Head, not Parachutes. Rush of Blood to the Head is... That's right. Okay, gotcha now. All right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I like loved that CD. And like at that point in time, I didn't really know any like, like new music. Mm. Uh... And that, like, my neighbor, um, he had this older brother that was, like, also into Coldplay. And he was like, dude, you like Coldplay? Check this out. And he would, like, he, like, let me borrow, like, uh, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, uh, self-titled, oh. The Strokes. Um, okay. Is yeah. This It, Room on Fire, Interpol. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Pavement. Wowie Zowie. You um, oh, Radiohead. Oh, you got, I was he sure pavement. I was going to hear Radiohead. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Radio, Radiohead. Uh, so he, he got he, me into he, all he, this he stuff. He put you into that and then also like threw fucking pavement in the middle of all that, too? Right. Yeah. Wow. And he you some Yola Tango love... as well? Because that's my uh, vote for I got, best album I got a Yola Tango, uh, I think, on oh, my own. The one with I, the UFO. I love, pave, I love but, uh, pavement. I still love Yola Tango a lot. That album cover with the UFO in the front was the gateway drug. <laughs> That's amazing. That sort of period of like of like indie rock music in the early '90s. We actually, I remember even at the time, people weren't even really calling this indie rock at the time. They were actually terming it like. So there was alternative music, right? Yeah. Right. And alternative, alternative music, rock. obvious, but there was like, but there was like an idea of what alternative meant, and alternative meant like you know. Nirvana meant Alice in Chains meant even like Blur meant even like Radiohead meant even all this stuff right but then there was like this like collection of artists which you would also call alternative but like you could tell that there was like there was a different vibe going on here that was maybe not exactly what else was going on and they were calling right. it college rock college they would just rock. call it college rock the college rock and Thank so you. college rock right. w- would be like um, Yola Tango it would be like Archers of Loaf it would sure. be like oh, Pavement it would, it would be like guided by voices it would even probably extend up to like dinosaur junior really you know what sure. i mean and like that was like that music like holds the fuck up from that time period man Absolutely. that now music is, like i can't listen to me and modest mouse yeah like, I, another one right? exactly amazing life from that time period especially in the 90s yeah that another one exactly i'm sorry you were saying kevin well like my parents um got me an ipod for uh i think i was like a maybe a freshman in high school and like i this was like when um, I was burning the CDs from my neighbor, and uh, that that kind of like started the whole like just deep diving into music thing. That was like when I got into like torrents yeah. and like yeah. just like trying to fill that thing up. So I want to interrupt for I want to yeah. interrupt for one second for a quick quick side point because I see somebody in the chat saying, but also like REM and REM might actually be maybe the most important indie rock band that ever existed ever in regards to promoting the music. So REM, let's bear in mind, starts off as like an indie rock band. They much, much predate the college rock bands. They much, much predate grunge, right? And like REM was like the first band to really break into the popular music world before alternative music was even a thing. So I want you all to remember that like a lot of bands when they became famous, all like look to Michael, Michael Stipe and REM as as a guide of what to do next. You can read a lot of interviews with Kurt Cobain, and they're like, "Well, who are you like looking up to?" He's like, "I look up a lot to REM because they're kind of paving the way for all of us." And that's yeah. like an interesting thing. So I just want to make a side point. So I wouldn't call REM college rock in the same vein as Yola Tango, Guy by Voices, et cetera, et cetera, because they predate that. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't even have had the college rock stuff without REM first. Back to your points about the torrenting, Kevin. Oh, that that was like that was the beginning, you know. Like I, I was then you opened Pandora's combing, box. Yeah, you start combing like uh, the Pitchfork and Stereo Gum, and like looking at like older reviews and like yeah. you know like started like discovering rate your music, and then like like just just going down the rabbit hole. Uh, and that was when I was like you know fourteen, fifteen or whatever. And uh, if like I started getting into. Uh, Somebody, uh, one of my friends was on a Weezer forum and got an invite to um, Oink's Pink Palace, which was like a, oh, a private, yeah. uh, Oink, private Oink torrent was, tracker. Oink was a big one, man. And they shut that down at they some point, I remember. And like, I just remember all the music nerds like throwing their hands in the air, being like, right. what the fuck? And I remember that, Oink. That yeah. What dot totally. CD and, and waffles. After oh, that. I miss so, what like, dot CD mm. so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
So like I I signed up for I I had to like sign up for this Weezer form and like ask beg this dude for an invite to Oink and he was like like all right I got one more invite left like are you gonna be a good user and keep see? your like your stuff yeah. up so like I I took that so seriously like I would go to uh, <laughs> love that um, that's great Best Buy would sometimes beat the street date on like uh, new street indie rock CDs oh yeah. wow and, uh, wow they were also, you like, really like, Bro, and, uh, they would sell them at a loss. They would sell them for nine ninety nine. So like, I would like go and buy like, you know, clap your hands, say yeah. Oh, like, I miss clap your hands, say out. yeah. And I would well, like, I would I rip missed... it to black, like with the like exact Child audio stars. copy, like like ripping guide, and like upload it, like be the, try to be the first person to upload it to. Oink. Amazing. And, like my ratio was just like insanely good on there. Bro, I got I kicked just... off what.cd for never seeding. <laughs> Damn. Oh man, you are a good boy. No, I was Kevin. Not. I love how like Kevin's like, I took that so seriously. <laughs> I, I know, I the love that. Too. And I was like, I was listening to Kevin say that and I'd be like, man, <laughs> this is like if I I really like this is a dude this dude puts in the work. Whatever 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 <laughs> thing whatever like whatever you task this man with, you know, like you I can be if you you if you have like this man in your corner and he's helping you with the project oh boy it's gonna get done like this guy i i respect that so much awesome dude that you're like no i've been charged with it i would rather die than like Didn't disappoint this down. person you had yeah, it's a lot harder nowadays like uh i i'm on uh i'm on uh j-pop busky you guys mm -hmm. heard of that it's like no a, uh, i don't know what that is what is that like a Japanese oh, music only tracker, in. private tracker. Oh, um, that's really cool, man. I joined no. me up with an invite, and wow. uh, my ratio is like dangerously low on there. And uh, there was Don't a, a CD off, that uh, I know, I know, it's crazy. There's, there's a uh, an artist that somebody on um, there's another Discord server I'm in uh, called uh, it's Action Button, and it's like uh, this guy Tim Rogers. He does video game reviews. He's got uh, he's got his own Discord for his Patreon. And there's a music club in there. This is another source of, of uh, music for me. Is, yeah, uh, I'm loving this. A weekly by the way. weekly music club, and then like mm. they, they do a little spinner, and then it'll pick one of the users, and then they'll post uh, an album, and then everybody will kind of discuss it. Oh, but that's there's one fun. that uh, it's like a record. Really, club. Uh, yeah, it's that. great. Yeah, and like cool. everybody gets in there, and like there's like a little mini review. But there's one um, by this guy. Uh, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Sugi Uruman. I got a CD right here actually. The artist is uh, is the guy that does the uh, JoJo. Um, oh anime. wow! Oh, oh wow! Okay. So this was uh, this was one that uh, is not on. Like it, this was this is not ripped anywhere online. Amazing. I couldn't find it anywhere. Are you serious? Oh, you have something that nobody can find. Look at this. No, no I other. It. I bought it for, for twenty bucks to, to rip it, what, find what, it, and, and what, upload it. <laughs> what amazing! What's so funny? What amazing! Uh, like varieties of interests and tastes do like people in the in involved in the vaporwave sphere they say that they have. Like I fucking love That's it. Like why we have everybody is takes, man. Everybody it's is like wonderful. a wealth. Like look at look like look at Kevin. Like nobody in any other. Scene. It's on Spotify. You can get it on Spotify and you can play it on YouTube. But like that, the MP3s, the Flax, like they're just they don't exist just like you know you you know like taking time to like this is what i got recently and like this being the purchase that you're showing off and the music that you're showing off right now like that's so fucking cool that like you know this is like another thing that is important to me and is also sort of a, a little bit of an influence on me and like man this like this this sphere of artists here in this world like this is like the only place you find that like and you know like that sort of like that I mean, sort of eclectic mix of interests and in taste. a lot of scenes i'm sure and mm -hmm. uh yeah you know, we, right? we all come from different uh different 
geographical locations and different walks of life, but um, I mean, I, I feel like the the vaporwave scene is the first one that I've really like connected to personally, like the most mm -hmm. amount of like like-minded people that mm -hmm. are are into cool and unique stuff and have like an open mindset about mm -hmm. uh, finding new stuff and listening to new stuff. Some people get so stuck in their ways in certain <laughs> like scenes or, or areas, that, right? That is the um, death of like cool right there. That is like how cool dies is because yeah. that what is the people who decide, you know, who like something at a certain time, you know, they, they decide that that's what cool is and then they dig their heels in so deep and then they never get out of it. And then the whole world passes them by all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, right. You ever see this with like some of your friends who are like a little bit older than you For or, sure. you know what I mean? Like and, I'm like, never going like, to be like that. They're like, there's like this cutoff date for some people like that I know who are like in their 30s now or even or entering their mid or late 30s now where like the last like cool thing that they liked was um, like Crystal Castle's second album in like 2011. And but then that's it. And then for right. some reason, like they never made the jump to like checking out like White Ring or whatever would follow that. Right? And they never made the jump to like seeing how the internet works and the music scene <laughs> that goes on on the internet. Right? Like yeah. they just they didn't like the later millennials like sort of like just like got stuck there. And then they're like, huh? Like when you even mentioned Vaporwave, you're like, well, like Washed Out's first album or first EP. Like and I'm like, that's like. With, that was like right. 11 years ago, dude. Like that was a long time ago, man. Let me They're not you. gonna catch up. <laughs> well, that's the thing is they don't want to be helped. They yeah. think that what they liked was cool, and that it's like that scene on The Simpsons with Grandpa when he's talking to Homer, right. and he's like, "I used to be with it." Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. I used to be Old with it. Then the they, I used no, that's a different one. Different one. Right. He's yelling that, out. Uh, that that's also true. They changed, they changed what very well. meant. Yeah, and, no. And now now I what know. I'm with, yeah. is, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do it because I love The Simpsons. Like they, <laughs> yeah. I used to be with it. Then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it. And what's it seems weird and scary to me. <laughs> and it'll happen to you. And, like, it will. It'll, it'll happen to you. Not, not, not any of us in the chat or any of us talking around, but it happens to these other people who dig their heels in so deep and then they decide that the one thing is cool and that's what's cool and then like every generation thinks they're the first generation to discover cool in the same way that everybody who falls in love thinks they're the first person to discover love. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like the same fucking thing and the more also, you start like, Vaporwave's yeah. cool too, but like there's like I don't I don't really listen to a whole lot of Vaporwave like now, to be honest. Like, it, you know, if somebody sends me something, I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, like, some of the people in the Equips picks, like, will post stuff, and I'll check it out. And, like, I'll, you know, usually like it. Oh, um, I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll catch a stream. I'll check it out. I'll like it. But, like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not actively seeking out new Vaporwave anymore like I used to be. And, you uh, might not realize that. you are though. And Some you of are it just is really good. The kids are definitely all you, right. You might you might also be sure. in a position, Kevin, where you don't have to seek it out because it's always handed to you, and you're actually always like it's always handed sure. to you. And also, like just by the very nature of you like being in live streams, right? <laughs> like you right, come right, to the live right, streams, right. you listen to it. You're like, I don't True. think I'm really listening to Vaporwave the same way I used to. I'm like, I think you actually might be listening to it more than you used to, right. and you just don't realize sure. it because it's become part of your life. It's become part of the of your just general life style now is like going to the live stream i'm sure there are artists on those live streams that you've never heard of before that you didn't listen to before and now all of a sudden you did and you're like oh that this one's a fucking this is pretty cool and so like 
you know, you're not you're not this, like, seeking out Bandcamp for vaporwave mm. though. You know, in like, right. like two thousand yeah, like, vaporwave tag. It's just like But like, that's like you yeah. know, you're you're in a position right now where you're you're like really deeply involved in it in the world of this in this whole world now. So like you're just like you don't you're not digging for it because you're just in the fucking you're in the eye of the storm. <laughs> like what yeah, are you talking? Sure. Like what else is where's there to dig I mean you can dig, you can go out of your way to do it, but like it's just gonna get posted. You're just gonna hear it by like like you know buy like on a stream or or through something else you know and like right. or a like mix cd or someone's gonna post it or someone's gonna follow you and then you'll listen to it so it's like that's why you're not seeking it anymore because like it's all coming to you now i do i do absolutely go seek because it's just what i uh i, I like keeping an eye on everybody and you know what i mean it's Definitely. just like i like to keep i just like to keep an eye on everybody because like somebody all of a sudden does something that's like really fucking different and interesting and i'm like if i if i can spot it i'll i'll give it a uh, I'll give it some boost if I can, or give that person Speaking some boost that, if I can. Yeah. Like at like at the end of 2013, I was convinced yeah. that I had listened to all of the vaporwave that was on the internet at that point. You probably did. Like, at 2013, it was probably and like a I like just thing. you know kind of moved on, and I got into uh -huh. like a metal phase, and like I like just didn't even return until um, uh, birth of a new day. Like that that mm -hmm. was the record that like I was like wow there's a. Uh, there's some new stuff going on in the scene. Like this sounds a little different than the other stuff. And right. I started, I was like, oh, what is this dream catalog? And I started checking out like Telepath and the HKE all stuff. All the paper and, trap like, stuff. All, all that stuff, you know, Vape Error, R23X, uh, like all, I was like, oh, Death Dynamic Shroud is like still putting out records. Like, what is this? I was like, whoa, this is right. like incredible. You know, like mm. I, I got, I got pulled back in in, in 2015 after taking like a nice, you know, year and some change off and thinking that I had just like, like seen it all basically. <laughs> I have a question for you with regards to that. Um, how do you know like when a song grabs you? Is there anything in particular that you look for? Is there a pattern that you've noticed like deconstructing what, what moves you? Hmm. That's a that's uh, an interesting question. That's an interesting question. I guess um, if I'm like still like like thinking about it afterwards, or like if I still like kind of remembered how it made me feel uh, uh hooks especially i think hooks are uh -huh. like the most important part of a song oh, of course um if if i'm still like kind of like humming a hook or like one part of the song like a loop or something is like mm -hmm. still stuck in my head after having only heard it once then i know it's special and i usually will go back to it and uh yeah i mean like most of my favorite albums are stuff that is timeless to me and i've like continued to listen to it throughout the years because it, it the hooks haven't gotten like annoying or, or right old to me you know you can definitely like rinse music and like play it enough times where you're like i probably don't need to hear this again for a really long time oh, but I there, hate there's it always no constants right in your life where you 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 keep kind of going back um you mentioned yola tango earlier um that Yola Tango album uh, and then nothing turned itself inside out. I've been yeah. listening consistently, you know, for like 15 years now. And I'm so bad with names. Told. That's the one with the cover, right? That I really said that I liked the the UFO the in the front dust. yard. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like that beam of light yes. and like yeah, that, that's my that favorite album, album cover of all time. Immaculate masterpiece. Like I, I keep going back to it. Every track is good. Mm. Um, it's a nice nighttime album. It is. Uh, Cherry Chapstick, like that about, God about, damn. Cherry Chapstick. So good. Cherry Chapstick um, is amazing. Loveless. I'll never get sick of Loveless. Uh, the Telepath yeah, you, wait, did you just Virtual mention, Dream Plaza box so, set. So this, it's interesting. Every day still. 
Yeah. So I think that's what's interesting, too, is you mentioned a few things that aren't also like necessarily kind of hookish based, but there's something else going on in those albums that makes it uh, makes it a memorable I'll album. Right back, fellas. So like I always like I always I think about that, too, where like um, albums stick with me, but it's like almost sometimes it, there's like I have a different rubric for different types of music. So, you know, whereas like um, I'm a big fan of uh, Beach Bunny, which is this sort of like uh, indie um, uh, punkish like girl fronted band and like she just an outstanding songwriter structurally, you know, lots of hooks, but also really great lyrically as well. And that sticks with me because of the hooks, because of the lyrics. But then I like I like really like belong a lot, which is like a lot of drone. Oh, yeah, and that sticks with me be Oh god, that's so fun. Yeah, October Those... language. Yeah, yeah I good. love that. But that sticks with me for different different reasons, yeah? Like that like yeah. um, that moves me for different reasons. And so it's really hard. It's a really hard question that Isaac asked about like what makes something stick with you and you're like For sure. The most immediate thing though I would say would be like hooks. You know what I mean? Like that really like melodies and hooks that like tap into you. Like if we're gonna like go off that. Like that's like almost like a very interesting like that's a real art form on its own yeah like to like yeah create melodies that like stick yeah. with you hooks that stick with you yeah i mean now that you mentioned that yolo tango record um it it does have hooks they're a little bit more uh subdued than like you know like a a, a traditional pop record but like i like that record so much just because it's it, it is a it is a traditional pop record but it's sneaky it about it there's sneaky like about it yeah I there's, love that. there's never uh a whole lot going on it's pretty minimalist um you know there's only what, three people in the band and like yeah. you can hear that bareness in the recordings like it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of overdubs there's like some mm -hmm. droney stuff going on but it definitely sounds like you know three people in a studio and some of the tracks are like so stripped down you're like does this have a baseline even and you like listen to it and you're <laughs> like they got away with making a track without a real baseline like how do they do that and then you yeah. you know like it's kind of the same thing with loveless it's like it's an undercover pop record it's totally like got hooks and it's got like everything that you need in a pop record but it's not like glossy i guess it's it's it's, it's not glossy it's hidden, you know it's sneaky it's sneaky that's really funny that you just like like it's like it's it's sneaky pop music it's sneaky yeah. sneaky pop music sneaky pop I love that stuff too, man. I love stuff. I love it when something you think you're going to get something and then it becomes something different that you weren't even expecting and didn't even realize and you love it. That's always I'm trying a fun to make a thing. Clip into, into sneaky pop music. So. Oh, yeah? <laughs> really? You could yeah, do yeah. that, man. That's you like turn the fun it into thing. You a sneaky too. rock opera. Yeah. With you know, that's Breaker the fun X. thing. For sure. That's the fun thing about Vaporwave is the idea that, you know, you can take people on a journey with your artistic growth. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have to be one thing forever. You can move in other directions and it's just like lateral moves. You know what I mean? It's still you, but it's right. just like now we're over here doing this little adventure and now it's this adventure. And like, you can still hear the artistic voice of the creator behind everything. It's just a different outfit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was talking to FM Skyline about that the other day. Cause uh, he sent me his new record and it's like fantastic. It's just oh, it's man, so amazing to hear it. And there's just so many new, like, like, like shades and colors and like all of this new stuff added to the FM formula. And it's not super like reliant on like, I guess his, his, his tricks that he's used on previous releases. It sounds really new and fresh, but it also just sounds like FM Skyline. And like, if I heard it, I would be able to be like, oh, that's Pete. Like it's, you know, mm. right. It, it sounds like I'm still, and I'm like, we, we talked about like, like struggling to make 
new music that doesn't rely on like presets we used on previous music like as a crutch yeah. you know like it's yeah. it's fun to throw in every now and then like uh here's here's a nod to my previous work mm. or like here's like a, a drum patch that i used but like ultimately as creators you want to keep moving forward and yes. uh make a new statement instead of like you know regurgitating what people liked about your old stuff and like just cross your fingers that people will still uh accept it and like it for what it is yeah, I uh, I delete all presets after I use them for a song, wow. and I start again. I've never used the same preset again. I I, I definitely awesome. use factory presets. You know, I'll use factory presets occasionally too, but That's all I'll make I sure use, it so. never sounds the same when I start re recording with it, or I try to change it. Um, sure. Well, you know, that's kind of it's an ongoing debate among a music a fans. AI, well, dude, AI have, like, I mostly use hardware synths that are kind of old, and, like, I don't know, man, it's a bitch to save patches. So oh, yeah. it's like, I'm like, oh, that was, well, let's just use it all now, and I'll just do it again. I'll do something else next. I'll figure something else out next time. But, um, you know, I think um, it definitely helped me start, you know, always trying to make something new every time I make something. And I agree with, with uh, you about what you just said about, like, well, how do I do something that's a nod to the old stuff, but, like, doesn't rely too heavily on what I've done before. And it's not even just, like, synth patches, right? It's even just the way you write songs, right? It's even right. just, like, like the, like the you got to, like, ante up again for the next album that's like make it different make it a new energy right you got to go out and like live a little and like you like get some live a little let it you hang gotta out get some new life experiences get infused you gotta get, the music. get new life experiences it's like yep. for sure if you don't sure. then you're just like you're you're wallowing in this you're you're like not washing your sheets you know you're sleeping mm -hmm. in the same bed every single night and then like you're gonna notice like a gross dark spot where you're sleeping yeah. like you, you gotta wash those sheets you gotta wash the sheets it's <laughs> yep. funny and it's like washing the sheets though is like it's like washing your soul you know what yeah. i mean like it's basically washing sheets. your yeah man it's kind of crazy you're right like getting new life experiences under your belt and being out there in the world and like man it feels like i never really understood what the phrase suffering for your art kind of meant until yeah. i started making art and i realized that it's like not necessarily like not necessarily like suffering like you're suffering, but like being alive and putting yourself out there, you know, it, it it brings on a little bit of like every new experience, every new bit of wisdom you get usually comes with a little bit of suffering as well, right? Yeah. So it's like just getting out there, you know, being in the world, you know, falling in love, falling out of love, you know, making a friends, going on a trip, being alone for a little bit in a place you don't understand, or being in, or really just even just being fully in the moments that you're alive even if they're banal you know what i mean like it's really putting yeah. yourself fully in there to examine what's going on and not just be like i'm doing laundry right now and like mindlessly but to be like the fuck like you know like uh, like you know what is this even what am i doing like what where, where how did how did i get here you know what i mean and then right. like once you have these new experiences then you go and then you sit down with whatever thing that you use to make art and now like you make the art and the art is now is music like a big representation of who of you and what your soul is and now it's gonna you know maybe maybe it'll work and you'll you'll create some new some new sounds some new music some new textures and then it'll still be you and so i yeah. think that was really great advice that you just said there that isn't like this beyond just listen to new music or beyond just learn how to program the synthesizer better right it's like you know it's a bit it's beyond just a technical advice you know what i mean and i really i really like that i think that's very important advice that you just said to people and i hope people take note of that now if they want to increase their song making ability yeah change up your environment you know mm -hmm. like like repaint your room like write get a laptop and like write something on the beach you know like like go on a trip and like 
bring your laptop and like produce in an area where you wouldn't normally be ever you know like it's your, your environment factors like a that. lot into into the music you make and um and i've i've tried like to to get out a little bit more uh with my laptop and like a little midi keyboard and and try to write stuff and in different areas and see you know like where it takes me and um it's always different you know it's a different vibe depending on where you are you sit in your in your room and you're in your your studio or whatever and you're looking at the same walls that you looked at when you made your other records and it's mm. it can get to you mm -hmm. kind of psychologically in a way there's really a lot to be said about this advice that isn't just like how do i become a better songwriter and it's like well you know practice <laughs> and like right. get better at your yeah. at your instruments and the it's Beatles. like well i mean Yes, the Beatles. I mean, that did did work for me doing that, right? Yeah, or like, enough. and that wasn't and, and that wasn't technical advice. Do you know what I mean? That was I listened to the Beatles. I wasn't like told how to play like the Beatles. I wasn't told to like write the chords down and every night practice three times a day. And I'm like, no, I just did it. I I worked through the song catalog, and then like that's how it helped. It wasn't like memorizing or learning better ways to put my fingers. You know what I mean? It was right. just literally. Yeah. I figured it out, man. The technical shit followed. You know what I mean? A lot of people it's need like, to learn how to figure it out. Yeah, dude, for <laughs> sure. It's like the match. Here's the thing. It's like the magic is there. It's real. And then you build the science around it. So it's like right. the magic is there. And you your fingers go where they need to go. You figure out how to do it. You know what I mean? And right. then when you hit, hit a, a thing that you don't know how to do, then you go on the internet and you try and look it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Or when you, you need or to. Or you do what you think you go, you know, like instinctually try to try to figure mm. it out, um, and which will lead to unique results. Like I'm not much of a player, yeah. and I've kind of like um, I've tried different instruments all throughout my life. I've played, uh, you know, like I took guitar lessons in second grade. Um, it didn't really click with me because I was into the Beatles and like we were playing classical. But then I ended up taking cello like in mm. fourth grade and uh, taking that all the way into high school and interesting because we were like learning classical music but i was like kind of into it a little bit more with that format and then uh you know i've kind of like self-taught myself some more guitar after that like in high school and like afterwards in college uh a little bit of keyboard um i've tried to teach myself a little bit of drums and like i've kind of like gathered that like i'm just not like disciplined enough to ever be great at any of those instruments i'm like okay enough to like understand the the melodic basis of them but like i don't think that i'm do i don't i don't think that i even want to be a virtuoso like i know virtuosos and like i would almost rather just like you know get them and on the session or whatever mm -hmm. like i i right. like building things and i like yeah I like the songwriting process and I like to look at other people's songs and deconstruct them and figure out why they are the way they are and try to apply my own formula to it. And um, yeah, feel I'm that. not I'm not a genius. I'm not like a uh, an excellent songwriter or anything, but I like to take things apart and figure out how they work so that I can try to kind of replicate it. And I think that anyone can do that. It's like a uh, as as instinctual as like you know, I used to love playing with Legos when I grew up. Yeah, like, well, you're talking you know, to the right guy over there right still now. Still love yeah. Legos, you know. Like before they had Star Wars Legos, I would like make my own X wings and stuff. Like just like, all right, here's how I think that they would make it if they made an official Lego set or whatever. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's... I. I... I used to be much more, I used to be very interested in that sort of thing too, instead of, uh, you know, taking blocks or, or whatever, or taking whatever kind of tools were given to you to make something, and then just be like, well, I'm going to come up with my own thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Did you check out what nice. I just got down there? 
Oh, is that Ice Planet? That's awesome. So yeah, Ice you know, Planet there? Oh yeah, Ice Planet 2002, baby. <laughs> I had to. Yeah. Had, had, sorry, man. You you spoke the word. That's it's awesome. It's like the opposite <laughs> of a um. What do they call those? Safe you got words. any? Uh, you got any Mtron? I have Mtron. <laughs> I have Blacktron One and Two. Oh, what else? I've got Explorians. You know, all the good stuff. Oh yeah. yeah my cousins, my Final Fantasy cousins, that like got me into that. Like before that, it was just Lego, Lego time all the time, and like they all they, day uh, every day. I blame them for for instilling collector's disease. Into I have me. every like... single pirate set ever made, and they are in totes <laughs> right amazing. now. You know what it is, you know, baby. So cool. This shit, this you... shit would, needs to go on Discogs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you said an interesting thing um, when you were just when you were you said many interesting things when you were just talking, <clears throat> and you said um, there's one one thing in particular that uh, I, that you said one particular thing that you said about um, you know listening to the music that you like or music that is interesting to you and studying the song itself and trying to break it down and replicate it in your own way and you know it reminds me of this quote from um, I believe it was from uh, I was uh, what's his name from the um, uh, Terry Hall I think from the specials actually who said that you know the way it works is that you know when you start making music especially when you start making music you listen to things that inspire you and you listen to your heroes and then sometimes and you try to kind of replicate what your heroes were doing but you're not going to do it the same way as them because right. they've been doing that whatever they've been doing they've been doing it for a long time and they're really good at it and you're just interested in it and you want to try making it so when you break it down and you try and do a version of what they're doing you actually since you're not them you end up doing something completely different and you end up making something that doesn't even sound like what you were trying to replicate and that's how new music is made and that's right. like how like new music is made that's like how new music happens that's how new genres happen Continuous, that's how like new music time. happens is that's how it works i thought that was interesting yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean like it's when it started like... with a black moth super rainbow fan group didn't it I, yeah, I mean, I was a huge Black Moth Super Rainbow I mean, fan, a huge debatable. Tobacco fan, huge One O Tricks Point Never fan, huge fan of all these people. Uh, I'm combined that Vaporwave invented itself and would have invented itself regardless of who was the first to channel it. It's just like uh, dormant memories of pop culture that permafrost latently exist uh under the under the ice <laughs> yeah for sure man it's just uh it's a, it's a really i mean like the echo jam is a very egalitarian form of music it's uh, very much so music back in like, the hands of the world makes me class. laugh when somebody tries to like claim it or like the or echo like have jam. like some sort of like like i i'm the definitive opinion haver of you know like a vaporwave or like i'm oh, allowed yeah. to say that like it's over or like you know the scene has like is, is done for wave because is i was i was there first you know it's just like i mean I, that's ridiculous and who and most of the people who who are saying that were, were not absolutely not there first right <laughs> like speaking as somebody who was there first and there wasn't even a name for it at the time no i don't even like no like I mean, that whoever said that it's probably not that's, that's it's ridiculous so you know what though it's really funny speaking of the echo jam and um um yeah, well, like, I remember, so Daniel O. Patton, when he talked about the Echo Jam, he said that the thing, he's like, he described, you know, how to construct, how you, how anyone can construct this, you know, you take the pop song, time stretch it, you add the reverb, you add the effects, yada, 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 and then he bookended that with, well, the portion of the song that the artist chooses to work with says something about the artist. 
I thought that sure. was really interesting. Does. You know what I mean? Says something like, about the person uh, themselves. I like how he equated it to uh, to um, folk music too. He's like, it's yeah, uh, that's right. Um, I was in the same interview. Said uh, you know like don't don't uh, don't bootleg the Echo Jams cassette. Just make your own Echo Jams. You know. Like, yeah, I love that. I, I well, like that too. I like anything Lydia, that gets people involved. You know what I mean? Somebody in the chat quiz uh, 0083. I need to ask again. I'm sorry I missed it the first time. Uh, Equip. What are your thoughts in Dungeon Synth and how it compares to Vaporwave? To be honest, I have not heard any Dungeon Synth that's really grabbed me.、Um, really? I've, I've I'm, a lot of I'm shocked by that. Nothing, huh? Wow. I'm、like、open to, to recommendations. I don't.、Yeah. I don't know enough. Dun- I don't. I'm not. A, I don't know, I know enough. Dungeon Synth. Dungeon Synth side project, and so does Master Boot Record. I'd like to.、Uh, I'd like to hear more. I'm it, surprised like, that I would have thought really, that. Like, wow.、Uh, kind of like glazed over for whatever I, reason. Man, that's shocking because I would have thought that you would have known a bit about that. That because、uh, particularly with interest in、it. video game soundtracks. With the with the Equip project in general, that's really interesting to me. I kind of agree. That, that surprises me too. Sprung from the ground with no influence by、uh, by like that genre at all. Yeah. When I was like getting into like metal and stuff, I knew about、uh, Mortise.、Um, mm-hmm. I know that he's done some kind of Dungeon Synth records. It's and... Mo- it's Mortise because I've Mortise. I've been calling、um, him Mortis forever. Maybe it is Mortis. I don't know. No, I、uh, like Mortis. Seems a little bit better. Wait, so metalhead coworker called him. Are we? We're, we're, we're talking、like. about. We're talking about the black metal. Like, yeah, the you know, guy. The guy, the guy who dresses like the elf, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I always been calling him Mortis. There was,、yeah. uh, there was a really funny thing on his website back in the day where he had like a frequently asked questions, and it was just like. It was very like tongue in cheek, and it was just like frequently asked questions. No, I am not related to the Lucky Charm guy. No, I, like, <laughs> unbelievable. The Keebler Elf. No, no. It, it, it would get really weird too. It was like, no, I have not left the band Mortis to join Danny Glover in his crusade against racist taxi cab drivers. Like it was、Whoa. like really, really, really weird and really funny, but um. Somebody、uh, sent me. Like, I didn't know that his name was Mortis. Like one of my buddies, like friends, posted a meme of、uh, Mortis on like the album cover. I forgot what it is, but he's like up in the air with the wings. And、um, I've seen. But they they photoshopped、uh, jorts on him, you know, like cut off、oh, jeans、man. and like put jorts、uh, called it called it jortis and like、uh, tag jortis. <laughs> he responded and he was just like fuck you. Oh, like, that seems like it was like really sensitive humor. Maybe somebody take him right, that seriously. So, so now I'm starting、funny. to think that like maybe somebody hacked his page and put that maybe, up there because <laughs> that, that that's because this was like back in like Internet 1.0 days as well. Like I,、sure. this is like a really janky website and like I bet like somebody probably just because he was like he's always been a source of uh of, of, of giggles throughout、funny. his entire、that、career. Like maybe and because like I'm joking, I'm joking seriously. I'm like going back to like 2001 when I'm thinking of that that website, and、um, I just remember like me and my friends getting a little bit obsessed with him. He had like a bunch of like he had an album that was like sort of like electro popish, and like there were songs that like Can you smell the witch? The witch is over there. It's been ten long years since I have smelled the witch, and it's like this、awesome. is my favorite. That or, or or Parasite God, that was like a big hit from back in the early 2000s, like 2001. They've got their Parasite God, yet they. 
crucify me. Amen. Like the amen at the end of it. Like saying in the chat, um, dude is norming, nor normally seemingly pretty self-aware, so the fact that Jortice oh. is what pushed him over the edge. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, <laughs> He's like, I can so only gay, take dude. so much. No, know, He's like, this lampoon has gone too far. Kevin, I have a question for you, man. Do you have any, like, go-to happy music or sad or angry music do you listen to various music based on your mood and if so i'm gonna i'm gonna say examples? that kevin listens to mo shop when he wants to feel better and wants that happy music that you are 100 percent correct um <laughs> i i went through uh i don't know what it was about like last week um kind of a bummer week it wasn't it wasn't Aww. quite nice out yet here in chicago uh, there was a lot of gray days, kind of chilly. It was like after it had already been a little bit nice, and it wasn't. Um, I, uh, I I hadn't had a drink since like last summer, and I went out with wow. a friend. I was like, why not? You know, like maybe it's time. And I went out and I had uh, a couple drinks, and then I just like felt like shit like the next day, uh, which was to be expected. Uh, but it kind of just like threw off my whole week, and um, I, I found myself listening to a lot of Moshop. Actually, that's uh, oh, how about okay. that? I was, I was spot so you don't on. like I was revel right. in the sadness. You find something happy to lift you out of it. I don't. I don't. I was just talking about this with a friend earlier about how I used to really like sad music, and um, I love like me and him were music, were both really into uh, Burial when that album Untrue came out, and I got like obsessed with Burial and just like kind of like. Uh, I'd almost call it like 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 emo electronic music. Um, Holy other, just like uh, oh. I never I never got into the triangle stuff really. Mm. Like that was like after I was already kind Shame. of out of the that phase. But I remember that. Um, have you um, have you listened to? Um, but I, I don't like sad music anymore. I just I don't. Think, wow. It doesn't click with me anymore. And like I, I don't you... find myself listening to it when I'm sad. Uh, I try to listen to something happy. Uh, it just I I just don't Good really. Well, I think that you, I think that you should go back and listen to Burial and listen to their new, the new EP, uh, Shock Power of Love, because it's all that he put out something new. Yeah, Shock Power of Love. Oh my God! Yeah, the song uh, Dark Dark Gethsemane. Oh man, you have to listen to Dark Gethsemane. It's not depressing album. It's not depressing song. In my opinion, the song sounds like a really fun. This song sounds like a curious journey through the night and like you're stopping at clubs you're you're running around with somebody maybe you are trying to dodge somebody or some authority figure and to get away from them so like in the song you hear people like quick follow, like come down here it almost sounds like they're whispering each other to get away from something and then yeah. they end up in like clubs and like you know you hear them dancing you hear the song and like the big refrain that keeps happening is we gonna shock this nation with the power of love we gonna shock this nation with the so i really i'm gonna i didn't i guess if i was gonna do a music pick this week and it was isaac's turn to do it but like yeah um Shock Power of Love EP by Burial um, came out in, like uh, in April 30th, like pretty recently. Uh, you know, just, I revisited like, his ago. stuff like last summer, and like Go listen I to this. Yeah, a lot Go of it really this. did still hold up, but like uh, none of it really seemed um, as as good or cohesive as like Untrue or like mm -hmm. maybe the first two 12 inches that came out after that. Yeah, um, I remember him doing like uh, I think the ambient tracks like Beach Fires or something, like just being kind of like. Yeah. What is this? Yeah, like, uh, I don't like, yeah, that sounds like a little bit masturbatory when people just do things. It's like, people will just, like, listen to whatever experimentation I'm doing. But yeah. I really can't, I really recommend the Shock Power of Love EP, particularly, though, the second song on it, um, Dark Gethsemane. Get, get, get Gethsemane. Get Dark Gethsemane. Clearly, Gethsemane. you didn't Thank grow up you. religious. 
I guess what I like oh, is... Oh, I didn't. Um, Why didn't I'm going to look that up now. Oh. When songs will have uh, kind of like a, a more fuller spectrum of emotion, like uh, I, I'm down with sad parts, um, but I, I like yeah. to have... Like you a major to minor to. switch, and then you like, have to listen to this song. <laughs> like you have a, to listen to this song. Okay, okay. It's what, right this is exactly the, right what, the, this song, the second you. song on Shock Power. Damn of it! Blood, I really like, want to listen to it now. Literally, shit. You should, man. It's like a little journey. I will. It's In really honor fun. Of you. It's like, the whole song is a, is a little Cody. journey. Um, right you don't. Know, I mean, just some suggestions. Um, I wanted to bring up. What do I want to bring up? I had like a really a good point that I really wanted to ask you about. And I wanted to get it done because we're starting to run out of time. Um, I don't know. Keep talking. I'll figure it out in a minute. Oh, well. I was just going to say, like, uh, like I really like um, when a song is uh, will make you wait for, like, uh, the best part, you know? like um, yeah. Really? Okay. Like, if, if there's, like, a certain moment that, like, you know, like, it, it's, it's deceptive, right? Like, the song starts and you're just kind of like, I don't know. Like, That's why I always let the album this. finish. You never know. They're going to hide that good moment sometimes. Right. I like sneaky stuff. I like undercover sneaky, stuff. Sneaky, so sneaky, like, sneaky pop music, um, sneaky endings, sneaky sneaky stuff in general. Showwave like, Kittens played the uh, uh, that latest uh, Japanese breakfast song. Um, oh, be Japanese sweet. Breakfast. Be sweet to me, baby. Yeah. And like it started and I was like, I don't know. I, I, I've, I listened to her older stuff and I didn't really didn't really grab me i didn't really like it uh but this one too like it started and i was just kind of like that's uh, like you know kind of another boring indie rock song but then like yeah. then the chorus kicked in and i was just like holy shit like this right. is this Surprise is the best you. thing i've ever heard from her and then like i've listened to that song like so many times and it's now kind of like i you know i might i might go back and revisit the stuff that i didn't really care for at first and see if maybe my opinion has changed i like to do it's that now i want to listen to it very, 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 very obvious that she and a lot of other people will do this too. It was going back and listening to that Fleetwood Mac album, and like it sounds very Fleetwood Mac. It's extremely like it literally sounds like I want to be with you everywhere. Yeah, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, sure. like, um, like a similar, it's like a similar. It's a tango in man. the night. It's that Fleetwood yeah, Mac tango album. In the night. Tango in the Night uh, is like a very, very like understated synth poppy album, and so like a lot totally. of people go back to. And it's like great songwriting, right? So like a lot of people go back to it and listen to it when you like you're like I need to step up my pop songwriting, and I like I like play like kind of get, get you know indie music, and people the always second, go back to that. The album. second Haim record is just like a total. <laughs> it's like um, yeah, Tango uh, in the Night like yeah. uh, tribute. Like there's like songs that are just like. Like, it's almost like they sat down with that record, with the mix engineer, and were like, can you get the drums to sound like uh, you're slapping a piece of 2x4 against, like, a stack of magazines? Because that's, like, what it sounds like oh, to me. Oh, like, I love uh, that description, you, man. Like, like taking, like, a, a drawer out of your dresser and then, like, putting it on, like, a wooden platform and then, like, hitting that with, like, a straw or something. I, I love know, that. Uh, very interesting um, drum sounds. Very interesting synth. Uh, I love a good really synth great palette. melodies. Um, yeah, I, I like Haim a lot too. That uh, that group was another one where the first record didn't really do anything for me. Then I listened to the second record and I was like, okay, this sounds like Tango in the Night. And then like the latest one, uh, Women in Music Part Three. It's like there's tracks on that, but they sound like Burial. Like the like I haven't like, listened crazy, to the latest like, one. UK garage type tracks. Uh, there's like some like slow burner anthems. Uh, they're really really great. Uh, I, I like Haim a lot. 
I mean, if you started with Radiohead's catalog, you would have given up pretty early on, but they turned into some juggernauts. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. You ever listen yeah. to the, uh, what's the song with, uh, there's a song that's got um, Tom York and... Quartet uh, uh, and Burial? Yes. What's the, what's the name I, of that song? There's two. I of them, like I think. the one that's Fortet and Burial a little bit more. That's like Moth and Wolf Cub. I feel like that's like a really, really solid 12 inch. Um, those are two very long tracks that I enjoy a lot. Uh, oh, damn. Track length? His rope. Track length? Um, doesn't matter in dance music. You can go as True, long as you want. Because that shit okay. can be long. There's so, not a the single Fortet... lo fi house track wait, wait, shorter than so... five minutes. The song, the sure. song. There's two songs featuring uh, Tom York Quartet and Burial. One of them I I don't quite like as much, and the other one I think is just fucking powerful as fuck. And it's His Rope, the song His Rope by Burial Quartet and Tom York. Like that shit's that's a powerful. That's piece a more recent one, huh? I don't think I've listened think so. to that one. Oh, okay. Well, you gotta listen to His Rope as well okay. as the second song okay. as, Are you the, as about Dark Gethsemane. Talking about oh, his ego rope. mirror was the one that I've listened to. That's the one. Oh, I, I have that. Somewhere. I actually I need no, to no, 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 but then no, his no, 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 no Okay, come someone okay. fucking came correct. Like the lyrics in it. I love when lyrics are written to create like a mood or a vibration of how you're supposed to feel but aren't completely literal. Do you know what I mean? Sure, like yeah. I think like the best example of that is like Neutral Milk Hotel, right? Like all those lyrics are sort of like this weird visceral romantic feeling, but it's like nothing is very specific, nothing really makes that much sense. But the imagery that's being like created creates that feeling of unease and also like weird like inter intermixed romantic with Sure. Other, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like, so the lyrics are like that when they're like a little bit more like, uh, like I'm not really the, the biggest fan of straightforward lyrics. It's necessary for a lot of pop songs. It's necessary for a lot of songs in general, but um, I really love it when people can use strange poetry to create a feeling or, or, or like in a very eidetic image in your mind. You know what I mean? For sure. This that might gives you the idea. You. I've got a hot take. Oh, bro. Uh -oh. I've had my feet hovering in. on the sound. Uh, I think Neutral Milk Hotel in the Aeroplane Over the Sea is possibly the most overrated album of all time. God damn. <laughs> I don't agree John with you. Uh, I, I, I don't agree with you. I think there's a lot of other albums that are more overrated than that. I would disagree with you on that one. I think it's an album that is, it is worth its rating. I don't think there's a lot much else at the that's that has been able to make me feel the way that those lyrics and songs have made me feel but i get it like i, I i'm not i wouldn't argue i wouldn't like I, 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 yeah, I'm, not I'm, gonna I'm gonna die on the hill over it let's put it that way i'm not gonna die on the hill over it but um i think it's worth its rating i think it's I'm worth its ring your neck but like I, I, think uh, that's, I think it's fair, man, and I think that's fair to say that though. Yeah, it's definitely can you can make a strong argument in favor. It's crazy of what you because just said. I used to really like that record, and yeah. as time has gone by, I like it less and less. And it got to the mm. point where like I would be working. Um, so a lot of like uh, a lot of music-based opinions are formed around the fact that I worked in a record shop for six years, and we'd get new employees, and the new employees would like uh, sometimes just kind of play all the new employee picks, and like there was a uh, like everybody who got like hired had like this certain kind of anxiety about like what they were gonna play, and um, I had it too because you, you get this job. You don't want to be the uncool person, right? You get this job in, in the hallowed halls of music, and like uh -huh. you you see all of your coworkers that have worked there longer than you as like you know these these kind of like record keeper librarian like types, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like they, they were cool enough to have worked there longer than you had worked there. So, um, ah. yeah, I mean, like uh, the the more people would play that Neutral Milk Hotel record, the more I'd be like, you know what, I don't like this anymore. And it just got to the point where it's just like, why? It, why does everybody play this record? Why? There's like so many other records that came out around this time that are so much better. And they just like, it it just doesn't, it doesn't slap. It doesn't hit me in any kind of a way anymore. And I I don't know. Is it the album art? Like why? Why do people like that? Why do people like the album? Because, because the fucking songs and the imagery slap really hard. Like the first time you hear those songs and like the lyrics are right up front. They're very uncomfortable. They're very romantic yet disgusting. It's very visceral yet full of heart. Like there's a lot of like you can feel the feeling and the emotion of what's going on. And it's a lot of like very sad emotion. It's not an easy emotion either because it's not joy and it's not sadness. It's this weird gray area in between. And I'll die on the hill about this right now is that sure. motherfuckers oh, can say man. a lot about other bands being better than N- Neutral Milk Hotel and such like that. But like no, no, that's really strong lyrics, dude. Like, and you know, what's like lyrics like? Um, you know, how you long to find his tongue in your cheek in an effort to find secret songs that you keep. It's like the idea of like having someone's tongue inside your throat and kissing them to figure out their secret secrets. Their secrets that are hiding in their tongue that they can't verbalize. So to put their fate, their mouth into yours. You know what I mean? They're not even to say sure. like a kiss. Not even just to talk about a kiss, but like a French kiss. Or like not even a French kiss, but like, oh, like pulling the tongue out and having it in your tongue swarming around like a fucking leech. Like that's why that album hits. That shit slaps. Sorry. Gonna say that right now. <laughs> I mean, that that's shit slaps. Hot. Okay? <laughs> Some of those lyrics are like disgustingly disgusting, but also like extremely romantic. And it's very uncomfortable. And that's why people like to use that as their pick, because it is hard to, like, argue with that. And people can say a lot of other things. And listen, man, I'm not going to die on the hill over Neutral Milk Hotel. I don't listen to it as much as I used to, for sure. But I can understand understand why it did hit me the first time I heard it. Yeah. Not not many other lyrics are like that. And even when people have... Don't let them take Neutral Milk Hotel away from you. Right. I don't. Like, you know uh, I don't fucking listen to it that much. People can fucking take it away if they want. I probably. I don't really. I can't remember last time I listened to it. You know what I mean? Same with Kevin. It doesn't. It doesn't like hit me the same way it did when I was 16. Sure, but like also, I've just listened to a lot more music since then. And also, right. guitars. Guitar music isn't even the primary music I really listen to anymore that yeah, much. Same. Same. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the the the, the subjectivity of of music and. Um, when you heard it and what you were going through when you heard it and where you were at in your life and like how how were you able to process and draw parallels to your own life while listening to that music i think plays into the experience of music so much and uh yeah i mean it's 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 just funny when you hear somebody say like oh the beatles suck and it's just like like ah, like it's never have so much right. to learn. Child, from, you, it's you just know, it's like, never somebody who's writing music half the time. You know, it's oh, right. It's like very. It's like oftentimes like not someone who writes music, and it's oftentimes someone who maybe writes bad music. Uh, <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Sorry, dude. Like you don't have to. It's not always. It's just often. There are of yeah. course many many exceptions. Of right. course. The mo the people who are the most vocal I often find are like that, and I that's just what I often find. It's not true. It's just it's. Um, what did I want to ask? There's a really I keep I, I keep figuring out that thing I wanted to ask you about, and then I lose it because we get on another interesting subject. But um, 
Oh boy, I guess we gotta, we gotta wrap say, it up. Do you soon, guys huh? wanna go ahead and give it a wrap? I guess so. I don't uh, want but to. Hey, Zabley, why don't we know. have any more last minute questions for Kevin? Mm-hmm. That's the thing about this show is like once we get going, like it just goes fast. Oh, it's like it's already yeah. Yeah. Of it it's neutral have a hotel. Somebody said equip presents Habo negative milk neutral hotel. Habo hotel. <laughs> <laughs> negative <laughs> milk hotel. Negative. Um, the negative Gemini collaboration. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, well, one thing maybe someone will come out with a last minute question. But one thing we do like to do at the end of every episode, Kevin, as you know, because you tune in. Thank you again for tuning in. Is we like to do Always. a shout out sesh. We like for you to be able to say whatever you want. Promote anything you want. Shout out anyone you want. You basically have the floor. Okay, um, I've got uh, I've got a couple of homies that um, are very close uh, and near and dear to my heart, and um, they make. Um, I guess you you would call it uh, just under the general sphere of like ambient experimental stuff, but uh, got my homie Colin in L.A. Uh, he does a project called Bryn. Uh, he works with Leaving Records, um, which is run by uh, Matthew David of like uh, Stones Throw and that kind of oh, crew. Wow. Um, cool, really, really cool, Good like crew. experimental, uh, like drum sample-based stuff. Uh, kind of a cool cacophony of, uh, of synth sounds and samples, collage stuff. Uh, my homie Kyle in Portland, um, Kyle Lanstra, he makes uh, really beautiful, like uh, kind of like Steve Roach-esque. Uh, glassy crystalline synthscapes um really really meditative and like meaningful uh synth ambient music and my buddy joe out in um he's kind of near providence uh rhode island he's um uh he lives in worcester uh worcester the, the home of polar seltzer water uh joe has a project called bastion void and um he runs a label called moss archive and uh, he's he's been putting out amazing. Wait, I know. Why do I know Moss Archive? That sounds very familiar. He's been around for a while. Um, he he makes he makes amazing like sequencer uh, synthesizer music, and he's been at it for a while. He had a project uh, too that kind of briefly flirted with vaporwave called Looks Realistic. Um, they released on uh, Constellation Tatsu. He's got a uh, he was in the band Gay Shapes. Um, he has oh, a definitely it's a tape on orange milk under um, shit I forgot what it's called home god I'm so bad I forget my friends discographies okay that um, yeah but yeah uh, check out Bastion Void I, check out I, Kyle Lestra I, I, and check I, out Brynn I know Moss Shapes and I definitely remember I mean not Moss Shapes Moss um, Moss Archive and then I 100% know Gay Shapes I remember that yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had Joe on my on my. I'm just going to the future equips right picks. Yeah, possibly um, on some mixtapes. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt for one second and say, sure. in rail, you don't have to listen to the Beatles. You are still a fabulous songwriter. <laughs> You're awesome. I see we that in rail. Does not listen to the Beatles. Not necessary. You can be a great songwriter without liking the Beatles. hundred percent. That's true. There's one of your exceptions right there. In rail, excellent producer fan of the Beatles. There's your one of your exceptions. So totally. I will grant, you know, I grant how exceptions. Could you, how could you hate on a rail? Well, no, I'm a huge, I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of Radiohead, he might own character. all of Vaporwave one day. He listens, like, <laughs> Nathan listens to so much crazy music, so much cool stuff, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, ha you can't hit everything. It's I'm fine. Joking. 
Yeah. I'm a huge in rail. I'm a huge in rail fan. Oh I, man, I, I, a Lens Heaven song just came on shuffle. Rest in peace. Uh, All right, we got to get back to Kevin with his do. picks, with his rec, with his with more of his shout outs. Anything else, my friend? Um, well, I'm I'm working on a uh, a equip um, a Dream of a Palace in the Sky remix project, and as I said, guys are on it. Very cool. Um, I've got like remixes from uh, Dan Mason, Windows 96, George Clanton, Negative Gemini, uh, FM Skyline. Uh, it's gonna be really 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 fun to debut oh i can't uh, wait bro still uh still working awesome. on on getting that together uh it's been kind of you gotta make moving. a four heroes of light artwork um, yeah i the the artwork is actually uh uh from from bonnie who's did the curse breaker gaiden artwork and uh she did kind of like a her own take on keith's artwork for palace in the sky um so it's 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 a little bit uh different but yeah, that's that's getting worked on. Um, yeah, the equips pick stuff. Uh, it's you know, Bandcamp.com or WorldEquip.Bandcamp.com. You can subscribe. It's five bucks a month. I do a new mixtape yeah, so every it's single five month. Five bucks, guys. Super um, worth it. Fifteen if you want the tape. You just got to be patient for them. Uh, everybody in there right now is just so extremely patient and nice about me shipping the tapes. You know, two or three times a year. So. Uh, it makes it easier on me. Uh, makes it easier on on shipping supplies. Uh, it's a little bit more eco-friendly. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Eclipse picks is what is keeping me alive, and um, I'm excited to start DJing soon. Uh, I've I've got that uh, that Bullet Heaven project. Um, that gets you down to terminally oh, chill, man. my friend. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Uh, do you have any plans for this year? I I would love uh, to, I, to be at the debut one. Oh my so god, good. I will keep you abreast, my friend. Absolutely. Please we do. have not yet reopened the Barbary, which is the club that I do it at, and the indoor yeah. section has not re- reopened yet. Also because they're renovating it. Once I get the go ahead, once I can do the other thing is I'm I'm only gonna do terminally chill when I can do it properly. I don't like half measures. I want like the full party experience. Yeah. So like I don't want like limited availability or like no dance floor bullshit. Like I want right. this done properly. When I have it getting ready, when it's getting close to that time, I'll be in contact with you, sir. Also, I'd like to go to um, Chicago in general, though, and do something there, you know, yeah. because there's I'm really sure cool. Something together. I'm not uh, I'm not a huge um, like show thrower kind of guy. Well, uh, no, I'll work it out. I can work we, it out. Can... So like the, so there's like a few cool places like I um I was a big fan of. Um, oh, fuck. What was that? Uh, I think one one place was called like. Um, oh. Liars Club and the other was like Liars Club uh, sick as hell. Liars Club is lol well, yeah. Liars Club is very cool. And then there was maybe like Lost Bar was the other one I liked a lot. And was, um, uh, Smart Bar is like like big for kind of DJ events. Um, There's a cool like kind of a loft venue on the south side called uh, Dad's. It's a digital art demonstration space. I love got Chicago. A hot tub in the venue and How like a fun. VR what? setup. I'll oh, figure it out. We'll figure it out, buddy. That's so yeah, fun. Well, once things awesome. are able to do proper shows, not the limited capacity stuff, I'll be on it. Absolutely, my friend. Yeah, I can't for wait. For sure, dude. I can't wait either, man. I will be in contact with you, my friend. Um, what, Thanks, uh, Nauticus, for dropping that link so many yeah. times. Appreciate you. Okay. Nauticus, um, really, really quick. Are we Anything else you want to promote? That's about it. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> um, all right, I guess I will go next. So I, um, uh, uh, as for releases, I just had a song on the, um, what's the, tell, uh, 
songs from the Black Lodge, the Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Twin Peaks, one. I saw that. The Twin Peaks yeah, compilation. I've got a kind of a jazzy synth song on that. Now, the theme of that song is actually um, supposed to be like, I remember I wrote that song because I saw a lot. I remember the idea of people guessing of what the next third season was going to be like, having oh, these yeah. blogs, paying attention, rewatching the show, going down this weird rabbit hole into looking for little clues to find it. So the song is supposed to be a soundtrack for those people because they've now basically entered their own version of Twin Peaks by by like looking for things and creating mysteries upon mysteries so it's like a little meta theme for that um i uh my last single vapor never sleeps is now available on spotify so there's a link in nice. the chat for that um i just finished the pop culture remix for him so Shout for yukon so i'm just sent that one in that's gonna be coming out soon i suppose winter quilt will be dropping that odiscordia uh remix album soon at some point i'm not sure when but that's another thing and as for live streams uh i will be a part of the um stray waves portion of the uh, worldwide wave you. yeah yeah i'm uh they asked me they asked me to to participate so in that so i have boys are involved yeah, I'll be in the stray wave portion, and then also uh, I think that, and you're involved in this as well, right? For the the, uh, the and then the week at the week no no I mean the week after that. Yes, uh, I believe is uh, again is a uh, homesick fest by uh, by be careful that he's hosting, and uh, yes. I'll be on that as well. And I think that's enough immediate things that I have coming. Oh, and then of course the um, the um, ambient uh, melodic ambient album I'm doing is going to be under the name Catalyst eighty five. All very cool stuff. And um, anyway, that's good for now. Uh, Isaac, what do you got? Um, well, you hit upon a lot of it already. Um, so coming up uh, June 11th and 12th, I believe it's two days, is Worldwide Wave. Um, and that's a joint uh, event between Vaporspace, St. Louis, Rosewood, um, Pocari Online, My Pet Flamingo, oh, yeah. Utopia District, um, Straya Wave and some other people that are escaping me at the moment. So my apologies to those people. Shout out to Straya Wave. Dr. Chris is going to be involved in that event. I'm on the Vapor Space St. Louis lineup with a Outrun Synthwave DJ set with visuals courtesy of Luxury Elite. Lux pulled Beautiful. out uh, her um, archival footage, uh, magic making, and it is amazing. Uh, you guys, it's it's going to be very special. No green screen, unfortunately, but a beautiful homage to the 80s. Uh, and then, of course, as you said, Chris, the following weekend, Homesick Fest is actually three different days. Uh, June, I think, 17, 18, and 19. Um, and I'm on that event as well, um, doing a Witch House set uh, with uh, visuals courtesy of Sleep Pattern. Chris I've, is frozen in the funniest way. He is. I thought he was just very, very intently paying attention, but apparently he is not. Um, this is the... Never mind. Um, so the Witch House DJ set, I've seen the visuals. <laughs> Chris, I hope you're okay there, buddy. Um, <laughs> nice, nicely done. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the, uh, the preliminary visuals already. <laughs> oh, my God. A uh, lot of slasher stuff. Real, real, real good. Um... The um, those, so those two sets. I am also doing a. I'm, I've just begun working on <laughs> a set for uh, Codex Boy Encyclopedia's upcoming event, Sight Sounds and Conversations. I'm just gonna leave him up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, Sight Sounds and Conversations, <laughs> the next event, not the one that's coming up here in a few days, but but after that, I'm probably gonna try to do like a deep house slash down tempo type vibe. Nice. A lot nice. of uh, lay youth, lane eight. Uh, stuff like that. Um, Chris, can you hear us at all? Very cool. 
Wow. He's out. <laughs> well, listen, um, this has been wonderful. I had so much fun yeah. talking with you. I wanted to ask you so many more. Whoa. Oh, man. It wouldn't be hot takes oh. without a minute. Hey, look. Oh. I'm skeleton lipstick, guys. <laughs> uh, so it, I, I wanted to ask you so many more geeky, nerdy video game questions, but I'm just going to have to wait until we have you on again, I guess. Another time. Yeah. But um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish out the night, guys, with a uh, one more run of the ad that DS Dude, by the way, shout out DS Dude. Here he comes. Shout out DS Dude. Shout out DS Dude did an ad for us um, for our show. And if you guys have not uh, tuned in and seen it yet, here it goes. Until then, thank you again, Kevin, for joining us. Had so much Thanks fun. Thanks for having me. You guys tune in. Um, don't know if we know who the guest is in two weeks yet. Got a pretty good idea. But since Dr. Chris is just rotating squares right now, you will just have to wait for social media to tell you. And since we're over time, good night. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you here in the next couple of weeks on Hot Takes, a Vaporwave talk show. It's a hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take. Swing it around American flag, because that's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. (laughs) No, goddammit. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like... Records ever.